San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Joe Reinagle, Jason Minix, The Blitz. So typically speaking, on the Monday after the first weekend of the tournament, you'd start a show with, how's your bracket doing? <laughs> Today, everybody's bracket. Well, most people's bracket. Is trash. If you've got a good bracket, if all your Final Four teams are still alive, I want to hear from you. Yeah, and I don't think you're telling the truth. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, you could dial up the Kiabasa Bacon phone lines at 210-656-ESPN. But tweet us a picture of that bracket. Yeah, I want to see it. And not one that you just filled out about, you know, 10 minutes ago either. No, but we are going to do that in about an hour. We're, we're going to do that. We're going to do a second chance bracket well, at 5 you know, o'clock. Because we were so smart with our first ones. Dude, <laughs> is that the first time in history I hear, and correct me if I'm wrong, two number ones knocked out in the first round? I think my, my um, I honestly haven't looked at my bracket since Kentucky lost. Wow. I have not gone in to look to see how bad it is, but you know, I had Kentucky beating Wisconsin in the championship game. Yeah, I don't even know if I got a Final Four team left. To be honest, maybe if I do, it's only one because I had Tennessee in the Final Four. Your national champion, they're done, dude. I, I could not believe that, and 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 Michigan of all teams, because I I didn't think Michigan would win their first game much less go on to do what they're doing. So props to them for, you know, rising to the occasion and getting it done. But I could not believe it. I'm, I was sitting in the airport in Dallas watching the Baylor game, at least the first half of it. I'm, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. It's like, who, who is this team of Bears? I don't recognize them. No, but they, they played well late. When it got to overtime, I thought they were going to win that game. I was down in Port Aransas and, you know, you're, you're, you know, on the beach and, you know, watching the game, but drinking and doing stuff. And it was cold and windy on yeah. the beach. So we were actually inside the condo and, and you're, because, <laughs> you know, it's cold and windy on the beach, but it, it's, you're, you're watching that game in disbelief. And yeah. it was just like March madness for a reason. Uh, it's it's been incredible, and I'm I'm going to tell you what there could be a team that that nobody even thought about go on and win this thing. Obviously, Gonzaga's got to still be the favorite. Arizona's playing well. Um, you know, Kansas is still alive, so I guess it's not two number ones because Baylor's the only number one that's been knocked out. There's three number ones still alive. But um, yeah, but everybody knows Kansas will eventually get knocked out because that's lose. what Kansas does. They'll lose and. Um, I tell you what, I, man, I am heavily leaning on the Texas Tech Red Raiders to beat Gonzaga and get into the Final Four. You know, Greeny, as it stands right now, and during the Mike and Mike days, especially, was very known for his KOD, the kiss of death. Yeah, I was thinking, okay, Kentucky, we'll rebracket, we'll do a second chance bracket, we'll sound smarter next week. But I'm worried that whoever I pick is going to uh, quickly go out. 
Every Texas Tech fan that just heard you say that. <laughs> because no! as much crap as you gave me Friday for my Kentucky pick, we and, can give you today because your bracket doesn't look any better today. And rightly so. So two of my <laughs> final four teams are gone, mm-hmm. Baylor and Tennessee. Obviously, and then I had I had Tennessee winning the whole thing. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable what happened. And and We've talked about this, though, Jason. In college basketball, right now, there is so much parity. You can have these number one seeds, but it's not like college football where you've got Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, and that's it. You know, you've got those three teams. In college basketball, that's what's the beauty of it. It's one game, and anything can happen. Anything can happen. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnix. On Twitter, he is at Joe Reinagle 210. You can tweet at me at Jason Minnix. Frank Valdez chiming in on Facebook Live says he is hanging on fifth place in the SA Sports Star bracket. LOL. Because, <laughs> I, I, and at this point, it doesn't matter. No. You know, after this upcoming weekend, and, and March Madness is coming to San Antonio. It is. And you look at. Arizona against Houston, Michigan against Villanova. I look at the regional matchups, and I know I'm biased, but I think we've got the best regional matchups. You you look in the Midwest, you got Kansas and Providence and Iowa State against Miami. The West has Gonzaga, Arkansas, and then Texas Tech, Duke. That one looks pretty good. Yeah, I can't wait uh, for that. Game. East is North Carolina, UCLA, and Purdue against the uh, St. Peter's. <laughs> the studs of New Jersey, St. Peter's. How about that? They are this year's Cinderella so far. Purdue actually watched all of that game last night with yeah. Purdue and Texas. F Purdue. Well, Texas played really well, but Purdue's pretty good. They are good, but I mean, as a Longhorn fan that picked UT to lose in the first round, the way they played that game yesterday, the way they hung tough, even though they lost, I feel good about where the Texas basketball program is heading. Yeah. Because after what I saw in the Big 12 tournament and the roller coaster year they had in Chris Beard's first year, I was down on my horns going into this tournament. I was impressed with how they took care of business against Virginia Tech, and they got screwed yesterday by the officials. I mean, <laughs> dude, it, it, when you see a free-throw disparity like that, Ticky-tack on one end and getting mugged on the other. And I know I'm, I call me a homer if you want. I don't care. I was proud of the way those boys played last night. They, they played they, really they, well. They showed well. I was proud of UT, even though they lost that game. But Purdue, that was frustrating. The future is bright for the Texas Longhorns basketball team. There is no question about it. And I, I have to agree with you because it's funny, though, because – I'm in the great country of Mexico last night. Yes. There is no way to watch the game there. (laughs) What? I'm watching it here on my phone, on my CBS Sports app. That's how we watch it. you got four grown men gathered around my little Samsung phone here. I'm just glad that you guys could figure out how to make that work. Well, it it depends. First off, you're old and you're not sober. Whoever was going to get a beer or a drink, the other guy would do play-by-play. So we kind of switched off and... Uh, did it that way. So were there no TVs at the resort you were at? There were, but they were all... <sighs> it was either basketball streaming, or a right? telenovela? No, it was all, it was all oh, streaming. All right, so you couldn't log in? Somebody could I don't know. Nobody could figure it out. Borrowed somebody's account? Nobody could... F- no. 
<laughs> Nobody could figure it out. So the only way that that happened was my CBS Sports app. So props to CBS and their sports app for allowing me the opportunity to watch the Texas You don't Purdue work there game. anymore. You don't have to. Well, I mean. I, uh, no, but you're right, though. I, I mean, mean it seriously. Was a, it was a, a game saver for us at the beach. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean, it was good. It was fun because the uh, two of the guys, or the one guy went to Texas. He's a big Texas guy. He's kind of my, uh, he's my source for things that happen at Texas because he's kind of plugged in there. Oh, one of those, Yeah, a little huh? bit, yeah. Like so, Rob has the Aggie Underground? Exactly. The, the bets? Exactly. The veterinarians? So, yeah. yeah. So he was, he's a big time. You don't hold a candle to him when it comes to Homer. All right. And I was, I was, <laughs> I was uh, ragging on him all weekend, so... Uh, but it was fun. It was uh, it was fun to watch that, and Texas put up a good fight. They did. Um, Longhorn still got screwed. <laughs> the the SEC. <laughs> Gabriel Chacon, Jason Buzz Williams, Minix. <laughs> it's not their fault, man. Those boys got screwed. That's right. How do I walk into that? No, you know that's a good point. You sounded a lot like him, and you were killing him last week. Yeah, I don't have a PowerPoint, and I will take questions. Six five six ESPN six five six three seven seven six. And look, Buzz, if you had got your way into the tournament, now we'd be questioning the strength of your basketball tournament because you've got one team from the SEC left, and that is Arkansas. Second straight year, I believe that Arkansas was the last SEC team standing. And then you hear, oh, our conference is so tough. We just beat the hell out of each other all year and had nothing left for the tournament. Well, there's a lot of truth to that. Is there? <laughs> well, I was having that argument, if you'll remember. <laughs> no, it's a good basketball tournament, but you have yeah. to have a good sh- or, uh, It's a good basketball conference, but you have to have a good showing in the tournament. You do, and hey, props to the Big 12, because... There's a Big 12 guy left. Obviously, Texas Tech. Yeah. Who else is involved? Well, uh, the Iowa State, baby. Kansas. Can- Iowa State. Of course, yeah. So, yeah. A basketball power conference. So, if you look at the scoreboard, at least this year, the Big 12 wins. Uh-huh. And we'll talk next year when that rolls around. But Kansas is going to get beat. They just always do. They're going to. That Miami team that Iowa State has to play. That's a pretty good basketball team. They're pretty good. I they're they're actually keeping me alive, sort of one of my brackets because uh, I had them making a pretty good run. So so we'll see. But you know the the tournament is underway. Uh, it's coming to San Antonio. In fact, you want to be downtown this week. The games are Thursday and Saturday in the AT and T Center. But downtown, we're going to be doing the Blitz live at Pinkerton's Barbecue downtown, right there by the Frost Tower Legacy Park. They put this incredible TV screen there in the park. It's amazing how even in the day clear this picture is. I watched some tournament games down last year at Pinkerton's. It is fantastic. It's going to be Yingling Lager Hoop City down at Pinkerton's. The Blitz is at Pinkerton's Thursday and Friday, so come hungry on Friday halftime. Michael Jimenez is going to go down there, and then we're letting the boys out on Saturday morning for the Saturday morning hangover. They're going to be down at Pinkerton's for Yingling Lager Hoop City. Incredible prizes that we're going to give away every hour that we're down there, so make plans now to be downtown at Pinkerton's Barbecue with us starting Thursday, then all day Friday with uh, halftime and then the Blitz, and then, of course, on Saturday morning. It's not all basketball, and we'll talk about the Spurs win last night coming up as well, but... Big NFL news, as there always is. 
No matter what's going on in the sports world, the National Football League is going to take the headlines. And it was interesting. I was about to leave the house. I generally try to leave the house around 1, 1.30. Yeah. The end of the noon sports center. Breaking news. Matt Ryan to the Colts yeah. in, a, in a trade. So Max Kellerman starts his show, this just in, literally going, ah, the hell with our script and rundown because right. Matt Ryan <clears throat> just got traded. Let's react to it. And the domino effect. And we knew when we left out of here Friday with Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland and what was Atlanta going to do? Because they made all the preparation to get Deshaun and move on from Matt Ryan. Would they follow through with it? And the answer is yes. And they're eating $40 million to do it. Well, I think that that bridge was already blown up. You know, I don't think there was any way to save that relationship. And uh, the, it was just best for everybody for Matt Ryan to go somewhere else, play out the rest of his career. And I think Indianapolis is a great spot for him. I really do. I think he's going to thrive in Indianapolis, and he certainly makes that team a lot better. And then the Falcons go out and grab Marcus Mariota. Uh huh. So Marcus Mariota now is going to get another opportunity to be a starter in the NFL. It wasn't uh, very good in Tennessee, and he hasn't started since on a regular basis. So now he's going to get an opportunity with Atlanta, and that's not a very good football team. No, and again, with the Atlanta Falcons taking a $40 million cap hit, because they didn't get much for Matt Ryan. Third-round pick. And and if you're Matt Ryan, you know where the Falcons are in their rebuild. And yes, they've got a Kyle Pitts, and that's about it. That's it. He's 37 years old. Mm-hmm. He wants another chance at a Super Bowl, and he goes to a ready-made team that is smart quarterback play away. You got the run game. You've got some receivers. You Pretty have a defense, defense. Yeah. Right. And you're in the AFC South. So your only competition is really Tennessee. the Tennessee Titans. True. And and so what a great landing spot for Matt Ryan. And then Marcus Mariota going somewhere, a chance to be a starter. Chances are he's not going to be very good in Atlanta because Atlanta is not very good. And Joe Reinagle says they suck. They suck. Yeah. And Marcus Mariota, he Sucks. Yes. So yeah. you you look at that. Where does Baker Mayfield end up? <laughs> and how is Jimmy G still a San Francisco 40 whiner? You know, it it's interesting. Are the 49ers maybe, perhaps, gonna keep him around? I know they have Trey Lance, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not sure they're sold on that kid yet. I'm really not sure that they are. So does Jimmy G stick around? Because who else needs a quarterback right now? Seattle. Okay. And that's it. I mean, Jameis Winston re-signs a two-year right. deal, gets 21 guaranteed from the New Orleans Saints. So there, there are still, I mean, Drew Locke is not the answer in Seattle, and they still got a locket and a Metcalf. So, I mean, you look at the receivers they have, and a penny, uh, the running back. I, I, I mean, there are some pieces in Seattle does Jimmy G end up there? Is San Francisco asking a lot for him and they're not able to move him? Because, one, if they're not completely sold on Trey Lance, they gave up a ton they to did. get that kid. Are they trying to recoup some of that? You see Matt Ryan going for a third. What does is, what is a Jimmy G get? Well, probably not much more than that. I mean, if San Francisco's asking much more than that, then they're not going to get anything. I mean, they're just not. Uh, but the the situation is a little bit different because with Matt Ryan, again, 
that bridge was blown up. It was unrepairable. They had to get rid of him. There's no way that Matt Ryan's going to stick around in Atlanta after what happened, after the flirtation and the all-out pursuit of Deshaun Watson. Because everybody thought, when it came right down to it, including the general, John McClain, who thought he was going to Atlanta. And everybody thought that. And I think even Deshaun Watson was about two steps from the Georgia state line when Cleveland calls back and says, hey, we're going to up the ante. Well, and, and you, you, you look at right, So, I mean, with Deshaun going to Cleveland, Baker likely to move somewhere, mm-hmm. but the Browns don't have to move. And I know they signed another quarterback and they've got a deep quarterback room, but you've got to have a team willing to take on a Baker. But because of his contract situation, if you give up anything of value, and what is he going to get now, a fifth? I mean, if Matt Ryan goes, we're going to eat $40 million of cap space, Atlanta is, and only get a third-round pick, Baker, in the last year of his deal, if I'm his agent, I'm working on a trade that also comes with a new contract. Well, I can't imagine Pete Carroll signing Baker Mayfield to a long-term contract. I could see him signing a long-term deal with a Jimmy Garoppolo, who is very familiar with the NFC West. You know, you look at teams that were after a Deshaun that would like some competition in their quarterback room. Could Baker end up in Philadelphia? Could Baker end up with, say, the New York Giants? Uh, a couple of teams there, or the Carolina Panthers. You know, mm-hmm. Matt Rule has you know kind of a college style offense. But what are you willing to give up for a Baker Mayfield, knowing that he's got one year left on his deal? Knowing that he's disgruntled, knowing that he's immature, he's you know I, I I'm I'm surprised Jameis Winston signs a two year deal. Marcus Mariota a two year deal. Well, Marcus has to prove it. He, of course he, he does. He needs a prove it deal. Well, so does Jameis. Does he though? Sure I, he I, does. I mean, Jameis. They liked what he was doing yeah. before he got hurt last mm-hmm. year. But I, I and apparently he does because he signed it and that's what they offered him. But that's also saying you're a bridge quarterback. The Colts are still in bridge quarterback mode because obviously Matt Ryan is not the long-term answer. They go years and years with Peyton and then years and years with Luck. And, you know, what five, six quarterbacks over the last five, six years. Well, if they're holding true to form, they'll fire Matt Ryan after this year <laughs> and get another one and go six for six. But you're right about that. But I think the Colts are looking at their football team right now and saying we are just one solid quarterback away from making a big playoff mm-hmm. run and maybe a, a shot at a Super Bowl. So I don't really think they're looking too far past or down the road when it comes to Matt Ryan. They'll do you know deal with that when the time comes. Look, I I'm just not sold on Baker Mayfield. I'm not. And and I don't know that anybody is, quite honestly. And I just think that he's one of those guys, hopefully maybe he matures, he gets better. But I just don't see anything about Baker Mayfield that gives me the chills. You know what I'm saying? I mean, nothing. Well, there's a lot of things that gives me the chills, but they're, oh, did he really do that? <laughs> kind right. of chills, right? Um, he just well, doesn't well, excite me. Here's the thing, though. Of all the quarterbacks, of, of all the quarterbacks, the fact that Carson Wentz got a job before a lot of these others is a little bit surprising. Um Baker, what is he guaranteed about nineteen this year? I believe it's in that neighborhood. Yeah, ain't nobody paying Baker nineteen to go somewhere and be a backup. No, can he go somewhere and compete for a starting job? 
Sure. So there's, there's, you know, so like New York would have made sense, but they signed Tyrod Taylor. Right. So they're not going to bring in Baker. You know, Sam Darnold is in Carolina. Could Sam and I, I, I mean, it's, it's interesting that, you know, there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback, but not many that need it or want a Mayfield because of his contract. What was Darnold, a second round pick, or was he a no, number he was, one? He was, he was the number one overall. Imagine- it was up in Dallas. I remember being in the same room with him. He was taking self, doing stuff on the Jets social media. And just being around how big his head really is and seeing it in person, it, it's pretty insane. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it, it's insane. Well, can you imagine a Carolina team having two number one picks yeah. competing with each other for that starting job? I think that'd be a great landing spot for him. Why not? Although, help me out. Wasn't Baker, he was the number one overall pick, and then the Jets took Darnold. Like, they were the first quarterbacks, but out of the same draft class. Yes, yeah, so were they? I believe so. Uh, you, you, you may be right. I don't know the answer to that right off the top of my head, but that would be interesting to have those two guys competing there. Garoppolo, teams might be worried about that shoulder. I mean, you, you know, he had surgery on mm-hmm. the throwing shoulder. Sure. Could be worried about that. He wasn't all that accurate when he had a healthy shoulder. So one surgically repaired, maybe that helps. Maybe he turns into the $6 million man. But I, I, I worry about him as well. But, I mean... You know, Carolina, I mean, some of these teams are at the bottom of the barrel right now. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, they just need somebody to take snaps. You still got Ryan Fitzpatrick sitting out there with his beard. <laughs> He's a post-June <laughs> 1 signing. I mean, that's what it boils down to. I, I'm, 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 I'm impressed that you're shaved today. No, I didn't. Oh, you actually. didn't shave? Well... I did Saturday oh, okay. because I was going to this wedding, so I figured I didn't want to be scruffy. I, I mean, a little, little behind the scenes, Ryan Eagle's running on fumes. Do you have your five-hour energy yet? I did, so I All feel right. great. Yeah. Ryan Eagle spent the weekend in Mexico. I did. At a Dairy Queen. Meridia. And had a <laughs> 6 a.m. flight today and went through hell in the Mexico City airport, but somehow makes it to work on time. The Mexico City Airport has got to be the most unbelievably massive airport that I have ever seen. And there are more people walking around that place than I have ever seen. Okay. And maybe maybe Chicago O'Hare would give Atlanta? them a... Uh, yeah, Atlanta, but you know, I remember O'Hare Airport in Chicago is just massive, and then there's people everywhere. This was incredible. But it's like they're still kind of... I don't know if I should say behind the times because, you know, when you get off the plane, you walk outside the ladder like the old style and you get in a bus. Okay. And then they bus you over to the terminal. Sure. They do that sometimes at LAX. Do they? Yeah. I've never seen that. I've never huh. experienced that. Okay. I've always had a nice little, yeah. what the, do you call jet it? Bridge. Jet Whatever yeah. you call that thing. Yeah, sure. So this was kind of weird. I mean, you know, it, it was. Now, I've flown into Mexico City one other time, and I don't remember that happening. I probably would have. but You might not have been sober. You're probably right. Mexico, that, that city just flying in there is just massive. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's incredible. So that was, uh, that was interesting. I spent two hours in the Mexico City airport today. Had a nice uh, breakfast there. Good. Taco? It was good. It wasn't a taco. It was actually a... Uh, no. It was it was a sports bar that I was sitting at, but the it was like a little flank steak with a couple of eggs on top of okay. it, with some avocado and tortillas. It was it was really fantastic. It was really pretty good, actually. So. Good. 
So well, bad. Six a.m. wake up call, and uh, you're hanging in. Well, there was no place to eat at the Meridia because Maggie and I were there, and we had we had to take separate flights. It's a long story. I won't bore you with the details, but we had to. And mine left an hour earlier than hers, so we were looking for a place to have breakfast this morning, and there was nothing. So a a six a.m. flight. So you're at the airport. What four thirty? About 4.30, yeah. Because it was about a 30-minute drive to the airport from the hotel we were at. So, and with an international flight, you're not just showing up late, right? No, although everything was pretty smooth this morning, I I will say. It wasn't bad. Good. So you get on the plane, you're going, get to Mexico City. She's hanging out at the airport on a different flight. Well, so they flew flew from uh, Meridia to Houston. Okay. And got stuck in Houston because of weather. Yeah, because the weather is coming, apparently. It's coming, apparently, and... uh, but I didn't. So, I mean, it was kind of a bumpy arrival like, into so San Antonio. So she goes to, from there to Houston yeah. to San Antonio. You go from there to Mexico City to San, to San Antonio. Antonio. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So it's good. I'm glad yeah. you're hanging in. Aero Doing Mexico. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You didn't fly that new Spurs plane? I did not. What's the airline called? Viva or something? Oh, is that is that Volaris? I don't know. I don't know. Because cool. I saw those. I had never heard of them. Well, I think the Spurs plane was, is it Viva that was on the plane? Viva? Yeah. I don't know. I know there's a beer called Viva. Got some in my fridge. You know, I, uh, I, I, we'll, we'll have to talk after the show. I tried some new beer in Mexico. It was actually pretty good. <laughs> they didn't have Miller Lite for you? They didn't have Miller Lite, no. And I'm usually a Pacifico guy when I go to Mexico. Uh-huh. I like Tecate? Pacifico. No, I like Pacifico. No, well, what, what did you drink? I don't remember the name of them. Good Lord. I should have written them. Well, dude, let me Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. I don't remember a lot about Saturday. I'll be real honest with you. So I show up at the wedding, and Here I'm already go. three sheets, right? Uh-huh. Maggie sees it Im- immediately. So <laughs> I'm popping a five-hour energy there, too. <laughs> the wedding the wife made me go to. Wow. It was... Uh, the wedding was fantastic. My goal was just not to make an ass out of myself or be sober. Well, I I can't guarantee I didn't make an ass out of myself, but I and I wasn't sober. <laughs> and then you get to this wedding and the drinks are just flowing. I sure. mean, everywhere. So it was it was an interesting weekend, Jason, to say were, the least. Were you drinking Shark Tail? I was not. Okay. No, it wasn't that. I it started with an M, but I don't. It wasn't Modelo. I don't like Modelo. I'm not a Modelo guy. This was something else I had never seen before. All right. Second of takes. The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. Dak Prescott is currently, as we stand right now, at a walk-on's grand opening ribbon-cutting thing up in the Dallas area. Nice. Little kid yells at him, We went in the Super Bowl! Apparently Dak turned to the kid, Damn right! What is he going to say? Exactly. Hell no! Are you kidding me? <laughs> We're the Dallas Cowboys! I just, I'm reading the... Uh, <laughs> The interactions on Twitter, and it was like the Mean Joe Green Coke commercial from the 70s. Yeah, kid. Of course we're going to win the Super Bowl. We say that every year. More importantly, the shoulder that he had surgery on, he said is fine, and he's 100% doing everything with that non-throwing shoulder. 
Well, that's good news because I think that affected him more than he was willing to say at the end of the year last year. So, you know, it's it's always great to talk Cowboys football. In the offseason, they've been a lot of fun. Ad says, this whole quarterback shuffle thing has just been a blast. But the Cowboys actually finally starting to make some moves and could be a couple of other things around the corner. Well, and, and again, I mean, the Cowboys do make some. And, and the Cowboys dominate the conversation nonstop. Always. You were in Mexico this weekend. Yeah. A lot of Cowboys talk. I'm, I'm, I was at the Texas coast. I went to Port A for the weekend. It was kind of windy. Not, not kind of windy. It was damn windy, <laughs> and it was kind of cold. It was in the 60s. Um, so we didn't let it spend a lot of time actually on the beach. I was surprised for spring break that the beaches were empty. Really? At least where we were, uh, which is down by the sandcastle. If you're yeah. familiar with Port A, you know where the sandcastle is. There wasn't a lot. Now, was it the weather? Was it uh, the wind? Because the bars and the restaurants were packed, and it was a group of 13, so we weren't going anywhere as a group to go eat or, or drink for that matter, but the old Whataburger there looked like a Friday night after a high school football game. Yeah. The Stripes, I was in a Stripes buying beer, because <laughs> what we took Friday, which we thought would last the weekend, we needed to replenish them yeah. by about 2 o'clock Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Um the amount of kids trying to buy beer at a store is ridiculous. <laughs> I saw three. Now, granted, the place was packed. Of, right? It always is. And the three different times in the while I was in line, kid gets carded, and the worker at Stripes either said, "No, nah, that looks fake to me," or "You're not 21. I can't sell it to you." Then they go outside, get a friend to come inside and buy the beer. Yeah. I saw that three times. I was in line 10 minutes. <laughs> Welcome to spring break. Welcome to spring break. Yeah, the people at Stripes, you know, good for them, but I don't think they really care who drinks it. No. You just got to be 21 to buy it. Exactly. So, and, and, and I will tell you, that there was a getting to the beach was a bit of a nightmare. You know, when you're going down, um, you go over the bridge of Corpus, yeah. you go up, you take the left to go down to Port Aransas, however long that road is. What is it? 361 or, yeah. or whatever it is, right? The traffic was backed up forever. There's cops everywhere, fire trucks. There was like, what the hell happened on the beach? Apparently there was a shooting Oh wow! on the beach. Really? Maybe that was the reason why it was kind of empty Saturday and Sunday. Wow. I, I, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, you don't want to go to the beach and be cold. Yeah, you know, right. so you might as well stay in the condo or wherever you're staying and just drink, drink. there. Exactly. You'll be drinking one way or the other. E exactly. So, you, you know, I mean, you might as well be warm. <laughs> or uncomfortably. Exactly. But either way, you're doing a lot of drinking. No, that's fun. It's always fun to go to Port A. And I understand why you took the break. I love taking the ferry. But I, do, I do, too. It's, it's always crowded this time of year. Yeah, this time of year, I'm not taking the chance yeah. of getting stuck on the ferry. But it took an hour. From the time we turn left on 361 to get to the sandcastle. Wow. Because the cops were clearing the beaches. So the directing traffic, there was beach roads I didn't know existed. Cars coming from all kinds of places. But the backup, and then finally I saw a uh, uh, KRAS-TV news yep. truck. So I went to their Twitter feed to see what was going on, and they were talking about a shooter on the beach. But, I mean, basically, if you had sirens on top of your car in the... 
you know, I saw Gregory, Portland Police, and Rockport, and Corpus, they were all there. and they, everybody was there. I mean, you could have done anything you wanted anywhere else, apparently, <laughs> on the Texas coast, because all of them were on 361, just creating a nightmare. Well, this must have been, what, 10, 11 o'clock, because you, you it's, guys it's, didn't it's, leave till after our uh, off, after our we, show at we, Twin we, Peaks. We got off the air at 7. I was in the car by 7.10. Yeah. It was about 9.10, okay. 9.15. Yeah. When we turned that corner, and we didn't get into the condo till about ten ten fifteen. Wow! It was like I said, it was the the backup was was tremendous, and you know, very very unfortunate. But the <coughs> moon was spectacular. Everything about the weekend was great. It always it was, is. You know, the, full full moon over the water. Yeah, yeah it's great. Well, just going to the beach. Period. Yeah, it's fun. I don't care what you're doing or or what the weather's like. It's just fun to be there. I, I love the smell of the beach. Yeah. It's nice. It's good stuff. Then last night coming home, friend was having a birthday party on a ranch near Pleasanton. Oh, so nice. Stopped. David Lee Garza was playing that. Oh, sweet. Well, it was a lot of fun. The one song that I knew <laughs> I knew was a George Strait song. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, but it was, it was fun hanging out with him. And then finally you get home and, you know, the games are on there. But, yeah, it was a uh, um, good, long, fun weekend. Yeah. It, well, long is good. And, and it was fun. I had a good time. And all of that. too. Everybody's talking about the Cowboys and what they're doing or what they're not doing. I think in, you know, because for so long, you know, they didn't sign anybody. They finally did sign um, some players uh, started on Friday and they signed some players over the weekend. There's now some talk and I haven't seen if they've made it official yet, but Zedaria Smith um, thought he was going to sign somewhere else. But now the Cowboys are in the mix along with the Vikings uh, so you well, get a the better pass the, rusher, right? The then, Colts too, I think. Uh, well, so I mean, and and uh, uh, JPP yeah. is in the mix, um, you know. And there, there's at least some talk. Tyron Matthew might be in the mix. I mean, now he was the guy. I think was uh, was the Colts or the Cowboys. I don't know. Is he is he a guy you really want, dude? I would love to have Tyron Smith on the Dallas Cowboys. The Honey Badger is a winner. Tyron Matthew. Or Tyron Matthew. Right, I mean, yeah, yeah, Ty- yeah. What I say? Tyron Smith? Tyron Smith. Yeah, we've got a Tyron Smith that we need to replace <laughs> with just another Tyron. Tyron Matthew. Did I mention we haven't had a lot of sleep between the two of us? It's going to be one of those kind of Mondays. It may be. Right? But I mean, I knew I said something wrong because Edwin perked up like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> right? Um, Tyron Matthew. Yeah. He is a stud, and I didn't really know what to expect when he signed with the Houston Texans. But when he was with the Houston Texans, Rob Thompson and I were down there covering training camp, and he came on the show. Yeah. And there was just something about that dude besides the whitest teeth you will ever see on a human being. Really? But he was so nice. Everything he talked about, off the air, on the air, but you could just tell he is a locker room leader, and I do think the Dallas Cowboys need veteran players like that. I was surprised that Kansas City walked away from him, but I understand at his age and, and whatnot, the Cowboys tend not to play pay a safety, but they need a guy like that on that defense. Well, as we have talked about, Jason, and, and I'm not a huge Tyron Matthew fan, not anymore, I guess. You know, I, I was when he first came in the league, and he, I just think he is his skills have diminished a little bit. Having said that, 
We've talked a lot about the Cowboys doing things a little bit differently. I mean, what they've been doing for the past 25 years ain't working. So why not overpay for a safety? I mean, what have you got to lose at this point in time? And that has been one of the biggest weaknesses of that defense for a long time is the defensive secondary. So why not give it a shot? I mean, at some point in time, Jerry's going to have to roll the dice. You got the Indianapolis Colts now. And and granted, they got they got Matt Ryan for nothing. But you're seeing all these teams just going for it now. They're not building for five years from now. They're trying to win right now. They are trying to win right now. And I look, you know, Matt Ryan to the AFC South. Right. I mean, the AFC is just loaded. Yes. The NFC feels wide open for the Cowboys to strike now. And maybe they still can with what they have done. You know, their history, their their philosophy is they don't spend big in free agents. They don't spend big money on safeties. I think Roy Williams was the last one that really got paid. It's not like there's another Darren Woodson out there. But, you know, that, that it's what the Cowboys have always done. So I can't get mad when they're doing – well, I can because I want them to do something different. But, you know, they put values of what they're willing to spend at each position group. So if they overspend here, they're going to have to – spend less somewhere else. I mean, it's it's simple budgeting math and where they value safeties. You know, they, they've got a guy that was a safety, then a linebacker that wants to go being back as a safety. Well, does Keanu Neal end up back with the Cowboys as a safety or does he sign somewhere else to go be a safety because they want him to be a linebacker? Well, the bringing back of a Leighton Van Der Esch probably suggests he's gone unless they make him a safety for, for less money which doesn't make sense to me if I'm no. Keanu Neal. I don't think it makes any sense at all. But, I, you know, it's funny that you, that you see all these other teams and it seems like the salary cap means nothing, except to the Dallas Cowboys. They're the only ones that seem to give a damn about the salary cap. Well, I, I mean... Matt Stafford got a huge payday he over did. the weekend. He, he did. He, he He did, and, and but, you know... They they also are going to lose some players, so they could afford to do that, and he got him a Super Bowl. They rewarded him for that Super Bowl. You know, you look at losing a Randy Gregory. With the money that they would have given Randy Gregory, they end up with four guys. Now, you look at Armstrong and Fowler and Leighton Vanderish and Washington, the receiver that they signed. Would I rather have Cedric Wilson than Washington? Yes. 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 Um would I have Randy Gregory? Would I rather have Randy Gregory than Dorrance Armstrong? Yes, yeah, yes, I would. But they they went out and got some guys that can play that probably can contribute. But they're going to have Dan Quinn's got to get more out of them than expectation, which is something that Dan Quinn did in Seattle, and what he's no, and I think he did it last year. He got more out of guys than what you expected. And that is what Jerry has got to be banking on. I guess so. Uh, speaking of Randy Gregory, he can go jump in a lake. <laughs> you know, I, I really can't stand guys like that who have been propped up by a team and by a team owner, and then he just spits in their face. And that's all he's done. He gave them the big peace sign 
what do you say? One ha- finger? Ha- half a peace oh, sign. Oh, half a peace sign. Think about your peace sign. Yeah. You gave them half. Half of it. And it wasn't the index finger. Yes. It wasn't saying you were number one. I just, I, I don't understand people like that. I mean, he, Randy Gregory wouldn't be in the league if it wasn't for Jerry Jones. It, it is true, and they gave him a lot of money. They did some things that, you know, converted salary to bonus so that when he got suspended, it wouldn't hurt his wallet as much. And... I do think he lashed out at the Cowboys on Twitter over the weekend. But I think he was more going after fans or trying to make himself feel better about his decision as opposed to flipping the bird to Jerry Jones. Although he did criticize the Cowboys for the way they negotiated with him. But a tweet responded with, you guys don't pay my bills, right? I yeah, made oh, the best ooh. decision, right? Dude, you got to have thicker skin. Then he went after the Cowboy fan base saying that it was a toxic fan base. And that's probably true. It, it is. It that's is because a, they've been roasting him since he took the deal with Denver. Well, because he committed and then he uncommitted. And, right. Yeah, but, but again, name a fan base that isn't toxic at many levels, whether you're talking an NFL fan base or a team in the Southland Conference, right? Every fan base is toxic. If you're a player that's not performing or you feel like you've screwed over our program, my, I'm a fan of this team, you left, screw you, you son of a... Yeah, we're toxic, right? Kawhi Leonard comes to mind. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's one that comes to mind. That I'm very toxic when it comes to him. I just... Look, if if Randy Gregory had gotten a deal, and, and I don't know what the negotiations were, but if he would have gotten a deal that was completely different, a lot more money to go to Denver. Okay, I see that. you got to look after yourself. It's the same deal, except for one provision in the contract. And again, if you don't trust yourself, you don't sign that contract. That's exactly right. And it's also saying your boss doesn't necessarily trust you. So we put a safeguard in there that hopefully will motivate you to make good decisions. It's a bet right now that at some point, well, they don't test for weed anymore, but if they did, that Randy's got another suspension coming in his future. Hey, guys, it's Rudy J. Let's talk the biggest stories in sports tomorrow morning, 7 till 10, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnick. Opening day for baseball is April 7th. Carlos Correa, that dude, uh, he's now a twin. Go jump in the lake, too. There's got to be more to it because it <laughs> felt like there was more money in years in the Astros deal, and then all of a sudden he signs with the twins, that son of a... But if you're an Astro fan, you've had to have thick skin for a number of years, especially from those damn Yankee fans who act like they don't do anything wrong. Uh, not true. Yeah. All the... Major League Baseball letter to the Yankees on sign stealing that was uh, written back in 2017 from the league office. A judge is ruled it will be unsealed. Why would Major League Baseball do that when they crucified the Astros? Because rightly so, by the way, I'm just saying they should have crucified the Astros. Why? But they because the Astros cheated better the than the other teams. Obviously, they cheated worse than the other teams. Well, no, because one player <laughs> broke the code and well, said, but but again, then there was an investigation. It's all legal till you get caught. Well, pretty much, right? 
But, yo, you cheaters, you cheaters, and I've got some friends, Wookie, that are big-time Yankee fans that have given me so much crap. Oh, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. We didn't do it. Uh-huh. 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 There is cheating to some degree in every sport. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. I mean, you know, the Patriots have gotten away with it for years, right? Yep. So... <clears throat> I don't know. I just think covering it up, though, if this is true that the league covered this up, that's a problem. That's a big problem. I don't care if it's Yankees or not. That's a problem. A lawsuit over the daily fantasy ramifications of electronic sign stealing in baseball alleged that a 2017 news release from Rob Manford hid the full findings of what Major League Baseball discovered the Yankees had done. The letter's impending release will reveal any differences between what Manfred said in public about his findings and what was revealed in private. And all the baseball insiders say it's going to be bad, bad for the New York Yankees. Bad, bad. Well, it should be. If if what they're doing, <laughs> if they cheated, number one. But this has got to be bad for baseball. Well, if baseball actually covered this up, that's just unbelievable. Half to me. the time, covering up the crime is more devastating than the crime itself. True. And sign stealing has been a part of baseball forever and ever and ever. Of course it has. I mean, there's a re and you know, it's the same in football. You know, when you see the coach with the menu over yeah. his mask, I mean, Andy Reid has stolen plenty of signs. That's why his menu card is so big. You know that. What you can't have is the integrity of the game feeling like it's at stake. You know, there is a reason why there's so much talk right now about how could Deshaun Watson get the contract he did, essentially get rewarded for bad behavior. Well, because it didn't affect the integrity of the game compared to Tom Brady deflating footballs to to change something or betting on games because the integrity is there. Sign stealing does affect the integrity of the game, but covering it up when you know every team does it. The, every team does it. The difference, Jason, is, and you're right, sign stealing's been going on forever, but it's usually a guy that gets on second base and he's looking at the catcher, any kind of relays. Yeah, well, when you, small when ball is gone. You had to uh, when, improvise. Right. <laughs> but when you're talking about electronics now and cameras up designed to do this, that's a whole new ball game, so to speak. I, that can't be allowed. But we all, uh, they're scouting. You've got a gazillion scouting reports. Okay, scout. You, you, you've got everything there, use of electronics, video equipment in the damn clubhouses. You know, what is this guy doing? What is that guy doing? You know what the analytics say. It is the next step, right? Should there be sign stealing? No. But we know everybody does it. And every team goes through different cycles with how they do their signs, right? Because they know that sure. it's out there for public. Right. You know, no different than, I, I promise you, every college coach, they study the sideline tape of when they hold up a card like this, you know, all the different sayings, what does that likely mean? You know, on the sidelines, you got eight guys in different colored shirts all sending in signs. You just have to figure out which is the guy that has the right sign that time. You know why they have eight guys doing it? Because they know somebody across the way has been studying those signs. Sure. Everybody does it. It's a part of the game. Not when you have a camera in center field squarely on the catcher's <laughs> junk. Junk. <laughs> and, and you're trying to, that's not allowed. Hey, if you want to do it, you want to scout, and that's fine. And teams can 
try and outsmart each other. But, but the electronics portion of it, you can't. That, that's just that. That's just so where that I draw crosses the line. The line that for you. crosses the line. You know, a yes. little banging of a trash can. Yes. Bang, bang, bang. Ah, oh, curveball's uh-huh. coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you know a curveball's coming, it's easier to hit. Well, of course it is. Yeah, change your signs. Well, they or they, or they do. Or use, how about take the camera out of center field? Use the electronics that are available to you to not have sign stealing. Why the everybody doesn't have the earpiece in, and some guy can just call it in, and there are no signs to steal, because then of course somebody's gonna chime in. And how, how does that work exactly? Call it in. <laughs> you got the ear right. There, there's a college in Tennessee that's doing this With, this year. In baseball, yes. Okay, and then they've got an earpiece, you know, and and uh, the earpiece, the the manager or the pitching coach calls in the pitch, and everybody is listening to it just like okay if, if all right the 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 green dot with in the nfl helmet you can talk to him for a okay. while okay you utilize that technology eliminate signs altogether i got some bad news for you before we go to break what no tyron matthew j ron curse is coming back to the dallas cowboys we can get them both okay we got that randy gregory money to spend <laughs> that was just announced by the way I'm glad, Jay Runk. Is he coming back as a safety or a linebacker? <laughs> I mean, that, you know, let, let, let's be real. I didn't go that far. Oh, well, find that out. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> as we continue. Live, local, loud. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Woo! Joe Reinager, Jason Minutes, The Blitz. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe I'm Jason Minix. We are comfortable inside a room with no windows. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a little random. Something you've been thinking about? <laughs> well, you know, I, I generally don't give a damn except for like right now. Because but my, my Twitter feed right now is... J. Ron Curse, two years, ten million, could be worth up to eleven. He's coming off his best season. Oh, and Hale is on the way, and we're under a tornado watch. Right? Is it raining outside yet, Edwin? Will you look up uh, because Edwin is in a room without windows, so we're going to send him down the hall to look out a window, see if it's raining, to see if it's raining. Okay, sounds all Judge Judyish, doesn't it? It does. Um, because quite frankly. I'm going to be very concerned and distracted if it starts hailing here because all our cars are sitting in the parking lot completely unprotected. No cover for the cars at all. So hopefully that doesn't happen. And my my problem, I can't get my car in the garage right now. Why? Well, we moved some dining room furniture (laughs) into my spot in the garage. So guess what? Uh Uh-huh. Edwin? No rain. No rain? Still sunny outside. Still oh, sunny. sweet. Yeah. All there's, right. There's a couple clouds, but yeah. All right. That's your weather report from Edwin Hafner. That was very good. We're going to do this daily now. Get paid extra for it? No. <laughs> you work in radio, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you get your PhD piled higher and deeper, and that's about it. Actually, we'll talk to uh, my buddy Bill Taylor, our buddy Bill Taylor. That's your buddy. Coming your, up your little 545. buddy. 545. Yeah. Yeah, apparently there is some pretty major weather. Yeah. When I, when you see Mayor Ron Nuremberg tweeting and, quote, tweeting the National Weather Service, yeah, all right, let's pay attention. But it looks like, because the radio station is 35 in Eisenhower. Right. And it looks like 
like north of 35, you know, like shirts, Cibolo, and I'm no weatherman. But, but in up, like I just saw Paul Morales from Channel 5. I'm going live. That guy's standing on the square in New Braunfels. You know, it's like, like it looks, you know, like, all right, it's going to ice over. What's the idiot that gets to go to Kerrville and stand on the side of the road, right? It's like, all right, the he's he's in New Braunfels. So I feel like San Antonio is in pretty good shape. But Bill Taylor will join us at 545. He would join us sooner, but he's got to do TV work. Yeah, he's got he's a little busy. So we catch him right in between the 5 and the 6 o'clock news. So we'll get an update from Billy T. Well, and the weather service thing said, you know, it's between 3 p.m. and 3 a.m. I'd like to know a little yeah, bit more. I, I, I would too. I, I, I will, you know, but if you're around this area and you hope that your car gets hail damage, you can come by the radio station, grab my car, and take it to the car wash uh, right there before uh, Eisenhower, right before Austin Highway, because when it hails, that's where we all go. The car wash. The car wash. Why? Because it's got a roof. You just drive in. Your car is protected okay. for the most part. You watch it hail when it's done hailing. Then you come back to work, except we can't do that while we're on the air. Oh, is there a, one of those car washes around here? Literally, I just said on Eisenhower right oh, before did. Austin okay, Highway. All right. <laughs> you drive past it every day. <laughs> but it's one of those kind of car washes that you're not going to, Joe, because you have to put the quarters in, you get the little gun, and you got to spray it yourself. I've done that. When? Well, it's been a while. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why you don't notice there's a car wash well, there. I mean, when you can just go through and it does it all for you, why do that. Wait, or I'm a clean car guy. I'm, yeah. at, I'm at the wash tub at least twice a week, if not more. See, I don't go to the wash tub twice a week, but I'll go to the wash tub because to get the inside clean. Yeah, yeah. But then once the inside's clean, I'll it you know I'll kind of let that go for a time or two. I've been just, in your car, I know. Just wash There's it. French fries everywhere. There's not. <laughs> Dairy Queen taco <laughs> shell remnants. The, those are there as well. Now, but see, I buy the membership to the wash tub. Oh. So I can go that much because I want to make sure I'm getting every nickel out of that membership. Well, you should. I'm not paying the regular rates to go there. See, I think they lose money on me. They make money on my wife's membership. And most everybody else. And that's why they do that. Was yeah. it like 25 bucks a month or something like that? I don't know. It's like, well, because I renew it. It's just under 400 bucks for the year. Yeah, I think it's like 200 or 25, 200, 25 bucks a year. Uh, I'm de- <laughs> it's not very expensive, okay? <laughs> Math, not your thing, is it? No, it's not. It's not, but if you were paying the 25, 30 bucks for the wash every time you went, that would get pricey. That that's, would get That's, really that's why you prices. get the membership. Exactly. And I don't like going through, you know, where they, you know, you get gas and you want a car wash and you go through those things. I'm always worried those things are going to scratch up my car a little bit. Well, I'm worried about that too, and and I like one that has the brushes, not yeah. just one with the water. Yeah, because those don't get as clean as the brushes. Well, you probably like the multicolored soaps, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, you're one... easily entertained. See, now there's one right <laughs> down the street from where I live uh-huh. that is like that, but they don't do the inside. Ah, I mean, okay. they have free vacuums, sure. But, you know, to get the whole full deal with the wax and the nice mm-hmm. colors and all that stuff, and you go in there, it's like you're in a disco. Uh. The lights are going off, and it's like, you know, you're partying. But they don't do the inside. Yeah. Is that the uh, the bubble bath car wash? I like them, too. They do a really good job. I don't know what it's called. Oh. I just know it's right down the street. It's very convenient. Chris Gonzalez uh, on Facebook Live says, in Alamo Ranch, they have a few clouds, but all sun. 
See, and if it could stay that way until about 740, when my car is in the garage, then we're good. See, I want to ask Bill Taylor why this is happening. Is there a cold front coming in? Why? What's happening? I mean, it's got to be something. It's called hail season, Joe. Is it? We go through I this. Guess every, today we go, today we go, is the first day of spring, by we, the way. We go through this every year. Is it really? I believe it is, yeah. Oh, okay. March so, 21st. It is officially you can wear your white pants again. Oh. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I wore white pants. Believe they were part of my dress uniforms while I was in the United States Navy. I think that might have been the last time I wore white pants. I don't own a pair of white pants or white jeans. Do you have white jeans? Uh, not jeans. No. Do you get some white linen pants? I well, I you, do. You do, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, because I love wearing those. If if and the only time I ever wear them is I go to Mexico. Okay. I didn't take them this time because it you wasn't there the long. Yeah. But yeah, if I'm at the why not? They're great. They're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I wear white and I wear them well, buddy. A nice you? little string. In the front. Nobody wants to hear about you and strings on a beach in Mexico. Good Lord. Are you one of those? If I'm walking around the resort, sure. Nice pair of linens. <laughs> Thought you were going to go with a white thong. No. Walking no, around no the thong. resort. I won't do that to anybody, even if I don't know you. No thongs. See, no, no, white speedo, pants. no speedo either. I this promise you. This is your tuggy you. and you're ready to go, huh? <laughs> hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it really isn't. Tuggy on the beach. Yeah. 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 Local sportscaster arrested while in Mexico. <laughs> NBC says keep him if he did that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not getting you out. All right. They look like a tiger. <laughs> Right angle needs to take a nap. <laughs> He's punch drunk. Uh, a little bit. It's been a long day, but I, I'm good. Did you sleep on I'm the plane? Strong. I did. The, uh, okay. the the first flight, I did. The first flight was short. No, it was about uh, it was about an hour and a half. I probably slept an hour of it, I bet. At 6 a.m., I would hope. Well, no. Well, yeah, I did. The time we took off, and yeah, I, I slept. I had two cups of coffee before that, so it took a little a little while. Why would you drink two cups of coffee knowing you want to sleep on the plane? Dude, if I don't have coffee in the morning when I get up, it's it's not good. I don't care what I'm doing. This is true. This is true. If you travel with Reinagle, that's right. Make sure there's coffee somewhere. Um my wife is the same way. Got to have it. She she's got to have her because you know one of us uh, is going to end up in a bad mood if one of us, she doesn't get her <laughs> you'll, coffee. You'll both end up in a bad mood. Yeah, this is very true. That's what happens. I, 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 I got to have it. I was in a bad mood on uh, Friday after Kentucky got eliminated early. And, you know, my friends were all making fun of me because my bracket was busted. After but, day one. Yeah, well, after weekend one, all my friends have ugly brackets, too. <laughs> Joe had Tennessee winning the whole thing. I sure did. I had Kentucky winning the whole thing. If you had any kind of SEC team not named Arkansas, you are screwed. True. And a lot of SEC love in this year's bracket. Edwin, who did you have winning the whole thing when it all got started? Edwin Hafner, our producer. 
So you should probably have your headphones on ready to go throughout the whole show so we don't have to wait for you to, to get ready. I have Gonzaga winning. You have Gonzaga. So you're still alive in your bracket. Well, three of my four teams are alive. Iowa's the only team that's out. You have the Iowa Hawkeyes? Make them to the Final Four, yeah. Wow. Really? All right. Okay. So your three, three teams that are still alive in your Final Four are who? Purdue, Arizona, and Gonzaga. Okay. All right. Well, we're, the rest of us need another bracket. Edwin's his his is still in pretty yeah, good he's shape. He's in good shape. He's he's in pretty good shape. If you need to redo your bracket, you can do that. You can dial us up on the Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines or at 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776, or uh, tweet us and tell us how wrong we are going to be because we're going to re-bracket. And based on our history this year, this might go down as the worst bracket I have ever filled out in my life. Yeah, this could be. But it's because the game is changing, and we need to change with it. This this bracket has more red on it than my English papers while in high school. Yeah. And that's saying something. I well, even... working with you for the last three months, I understand. Your English, not very good. Bite me. <laughs> I, I look at this, and now that, now that I'm an expert after this weekend... Um. Well, it would be nice to just to have a preview, like you know, the first weekend. You kind of see these teams that are playing well. We have. It's called the basketball season. The, the preview has been there. It's different. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I think what it what it, dude. There are a lot of upsets. That's, I'm telling. That's you. why they call it March Madness. I think that's what it boils down to. I've right? got a great second chance bracket here, though. Do you? So, All right, I do. So we're 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 rebracketing. Joe and I have not discussed who we have now nope, chosen. Nope. All right, so let's start. We'll finish with the South region since that's here in San Antonio. Let's start with the West region. Uh, the game's coming up this week. You've got Gonzaga and Arkansas. Gonzaga. All right, me too. Texas Tech and Duke. Tech. Me too. All right. Yeah, the East region. North Carolina, UCLA. UCLA. I've got North Carolina. Yeah. Purdue against St. Peter's. Purdue. You're going Purdue. Me too. You're not going to go St. Peter's? I am not. Okay. I, I am not. Cinderella's done. All right. Um. So Purdue, North Carolina, who do you have winning? Purdue. I've got Purdue, UCLA, and <laughs> Purdue beating UCLA. See, I've got North Carolina winning. Oh, my God. I've got... I've you, got you have, they've got the hook in your mouth, don't so, they? So this side of the bracket, into the Final Four, I've got Texas Tech against North Carolina. i got Tech against Purdue. All right. On the right side of your bracket, we'll go Midwest. Kansas and Providence. I've got Providence winning that game. I've got Kansas. Okay. Miami and Iowa State. Miami. Okay, so who do you have in your final four? I've got Miami. I've got Providence. Okay. So I've got you've got Providence beating Kansas. I've got um Miami beating Kansas in the Elite Eight game because Kansas will break your heart at some point. So neither of us have the Jayhawks going to the final four. No. In fact, I've got them being done. Next game. Okay, in the South region, here in San Antonio, Arizona against Houston. I've got the Wildcats. I do, too, Arizona. Villanova against Michigan. Villanova. I do, too. In the regional championship for the right to go to the Final Four. Villanova. Me, too. Damn. Wow. All right. 
You're smarter than I thought. We know the Wildcats are going. <laughs> we do. That's, that's Can I just true. put Wildcats on there? <laughs> Can I hedge my bet a little bit and go Wild? So in the Final Four, I already forgot who you have, but I've got North Carolina knocking off Texas Tech and Villanova knocking off Miami to set up a championship game between Villanova and North Carolina. Who is in your championship game? I have the Boilermakers of Purdue taking on the Wildcats of Villanova. And who do you have winning? The Wildcats. You've got Villanova winning the whole thing. Villanova wins. They wear the crown. I've got North Carolina oh knocking off Villanova. And I, and I put a lot of thought into this. I, I, I mean, you know, <laughs> North Carolina has just been dominant. I watched what they did to Marquette. Uh, that was good. I saw those boys beat Duke and Coach K's last game. And as a not-Duke fan... What better way to send Coach K into retirement than having him have to watch North Carolina celebrate a championship and cut down the nets? There's some added incentive there. Because, you know, after after Duke beat Michigan State. What a game. It was reminiscent of Elite Eight, Final Four games. I mean, both teams were lights out. I mean, with the effort today, uh, uh, we're so very proud of winning this game because we beat a heck of a team. Obviously, you as well coached as any in the country. Michigan State team, Duke. I thought have. when we got down, you know, we would. We were young for a while there. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you still are because you know I, we knew this was coming. I didn't expect it to be as over the top, but I don't need to see every time Duke's struggling a shot of Coach K's wife. <laughs> For uh, every, uh, and I'm not a Duke fan. I, yeah. I, I was in that final game. I wanted them to win that game. I thought it was a special moment. But now, every time Duke plays, it could be the last. Right. So we're getting the same crap every game. I can only handle so much. And what would. What would be a better send-off than his greatest rival winning the championship the year he is out? For those kids from North Carolina, that's just added extra. That's the motivation. That's the difference maker. And that UNC team, they're good. So you, like, pull wings off butterflies as a kid, too? I mean, that's just, you know, that's... We used to actually try that on those uh, lightning bugs. (laughs) (laughs) That's just mean. That wasn't a whole lot to do in Copper's That's just mean. I don't think Duke has got enough. I really don't. And I think this Texas Tech team is special, and they're physical. They are. And that's why I think they'll not only beat Duke, but they... Gonzaga can't play a physical team, Edwin. I'm sorry. That's going to be your undoing. We saw that last year with Baylor. Gonzaga, for whatever reason, just folds when they get when they kind of get hit on. And now, so I like Texas Tech. For for those of you that were watching the Tech game, I was at a party last night. The game was on, but David Lee Garza uh, was was playing, and so there was no audio. And I'm watching the end of this game but no sound but i'm just watching texas tech miss shot after shot after shot yet they were able to extend their lead because they could make their free throws i don't know that texas tech if they were playing a better opponent would still be alive in the tournament does that does that make sense 
Well, no, I, I understand what you're saying, but I mean, every team goes through that at, sure. one, at, at some point in time. You're just oh, not the, making shots. But, but Texas Tech gonna beat Duke. They Tex, w- Texas Tech. I'm all over Texas Tech ending Coach K's career. I am too. Yes, and it's gonna happen. It will happen. It will happen. It's gonna happen this uh, when March the 24th. So to steal the deal from Greeny, the kiss of death bracket. Every Texas Tech fan right now is very mad at me. And you, Joe Reinagel. Well, I, I don't have them winning the whole thing, no, so maybe that's they, good. They they don't want us on their bandwagon for a short drive or a long drive through the rest of this tournament. If you're a Texas Tech fan, I understand right now if you're a little upset that we have now chosen you because based on our first brackets, if we chose you, you lost. <laughs> exactly. In the first round, you would have lost. I don't even know what I have left in the in the final four, I think I still have two teams left. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. When it comes to the money, you have made glorious donations all across South Texas. I have. Well, it's not the first time. No. But, but it won't t- be the last. I'll tell you what, though. you This weekend, with the games coming to San Antonio, this is going to be a lot of fun oh, yeah. in San Antonio. When you look at... You know, the schools come in Arizona, Houston, Michigan, and Villanova. I love the fact that you've got a lot of traditional schools that will travel well. This is going to be a lot of fun. And this weekend, downtown San Antonio, we're going to be at Pinkerton's Barbecue for Yingling Lager Hoop City. Uh, the Blitz is going to be live out there on Thursday. On Friday, uh, Jimenez and Halftime and the Blitz are going to be out there. Then again, we're going to be at Pinkerton's on Saturday for the Saturday morning hangover Pinkerton's Barbecue. And they've got that park right out in front of, of Pinkerton's. It's called Legacy Park, right right in the shadow of the Frost Tower. It's gorgeous. Park is beautiful. They set up these massive screens that I saw this last year. And I was a little worried. Like, daytime and an outdoor screen? It's incredible how clear it is. It is fantastic. So you're going to be able to watch the games down there. The barbecue is second to none. Yeah. And the beers are going to be there. Plus, every hour we're on the air, we will give away Yingling Grizzly ice chests and uh, Pinkerton's gift cards. And then, of course, $4 for Yingling Lager, Light Lager 99, Golden Pilsner, and Yingling Flight for $4 at Yingling Lager Hoop City at Pinkerton's Barbecue this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that. I can't wait. That's going to be a lot of I've fun. I've got to plan my eating. And then my wife was like, well, on uh, Thursday, are you? You're going to the games, right? So you're not going to bring Pinkerton's home. Nope. <laughs> Maybe for a midnight snack because I gotta gotta decide what I'm going to eat, right? You know, because on Thursday I'm going to eat something different than on Friday, and I'm kind of a expert on the menu there at Pinkerton's. So I've got to figure out the brisket is incredible, the baller mac and cheese is fantastic, the pork ribs, and the can. And speaking of Pinkerton's, his original barbecue sauce and his uh, candy paint for for ribs. Yeah, now available at H E B. Oh, sweet. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, I do want to see that Arizona Houston game though. It's gonna be good. I think that'll be a good one. I know because the Thursday at seven. You know, generally we say we stick around. Right. Thursday at seven, we're bolting for the AT and T. So the games will. What are they I, used I, to I haven't do? seen the time. See, yet. I haven't either. Yeah. Well, there's either. two games. Right. So it, uh, I'm guessing if Arizona's in there, Arizona's going to be a late start. I, okay, that makes sense because I, I have got a couple of East Coast times. teams. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Edwin, uh, do we have times yet on the games? I know Arizona's the late game at yep. like eight 
thirty or something. But, but yeah, so I'm, probably six and eight thirty. Yeah, yeah, give or take. Well, that might uh, put a damper on our. Well, if Arizona's not really, a late game, Arizona Houston's going to be a late game. And by the time we get over there, maybe I'll just stick around at, at the park and drink that. beer and watch basketball with everybody else. Yeah, we've got decisions we've got to make. It's Monday. Michigan I mean, Villanova six thirty. Six twenty nine. Yes, six twenty nine. Okay, you see that. And, and then, then Houston Arizona is eight fifty nine. Eight fifty nine. So nine o'clock, and you know that will get pushed because games never start on time. Oh, wait. So, and I've got to watch Villanova, my national champion pick. Uh-huh. Second chance pick. Somebody from Villanova. No, see, we don't say second chance. This is our bracket now. This is this the is one it. I'm. This is the bracket I'm going <laughs> forward with. You know what you saw last week. You know it's kind of like Mel Kiper's mock draft. We're on bracket version two. This is the money one. This is it. This is this is this yeah. is the one. This is the one. I feel good about it. As, I feel good about as it. As you should. I do. As you should. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 103.3 FM. This is the Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. San Antonio Sports Star ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 103.3 FM. This Wednesday, we're going to be live out at Texas Cheer Liquor Number 2 there on Petrenko Road right across from Walmart. They'll have free samples, great deals. We'll have some prizes, give away a lot of tickets to stuff, including some Valero Texas Open tickets. That's Texas Cheer Liquor Number 2. Wednesday, they're on Petrenko Road. Got a chance to hang out with AD Friday. Good dude. Guy is a good dude and a lot of fun, man. We had a good time. As you left, I stuck around and had dinner and yeah. a few other things. And uh, sure. yeah, it was uh, it was fun. I left yeah, going to the fun. coast, but he sent me sent me off with a nice shot of Fireball. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Which was good. Oh, it, it's it is candy. It, it is. It was nice. Wife was driving. I was looking yeah. at. Twitter and following games while she was driving down to the beach. It was he may or may not have uh, fantastic. Ordered another round. I'm gonna guess he did. I can't confirm I, or I'm, deny. I'm, I'm I'm gonna guess he did. I tell you what, you talk about shots. Keldon made one last night for the Spurs. He did, and it was a shot that kind of like a good tequila shot. You're excited about it, but you're not. You know, your reaction is like a tequila shot. Oh! Uh, <laughs> because while it was thrilling and the Spurs, you know, got the win, have the Spurs crossed over to the point, you know, when, when they got blown out by a 1,000 points the other night by New Orleans, it really got me. And friends of mine that don't believe in tanking, Chip, that were like, dude, how do you lose this game like that? Then they turn around and they go beat Golden State. And I kind of maintain they don't have to tank. They're not good enough. Some nights they look great. Other nights they look like crap. If you ask Steve Kerr, the refs got the win last night. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Uh, because I, th- I guess it was a foul called right before Keldon. Mm-hmm. And then Keldon wasn't called for a foul on his rebound and putback. So- now, the two plays weren't equal. No. So Golden State. Now, first off, Draymond got kicked out of the game. Yeah. Doing Draymond things. Sure. Then 
Jakob comes up with a rebound, but there was a foul. So, you know, free throw, miss, and then you get the put back, and, you know, they still had point three. So we know the Spurs' history. Yeah. You didn't feel like they had that thing won, but Clay Thompson misses the shot at the buzzer, and the Spurs get out of Golden State with a win. It and wasn't point four. That was the difference. That's the difference. <laughs> point three, point four, and we're talking about again? Yeah. Really? You know, this whole tanking thing, again, is just ridiculous. And so you can add me to that list of friends that thinks you're nuts. Uh, you know, you're getting more like Jimenez every day. Oh, see, that's it. I'm not. No, don't. Friends that don't believe in tanking are saying, is the tank on now? Oh, the they way are they saying that. Because No, I, it's I, not. Well, again, I don't think they're good enough. They don't have to try to lose. They, they They will just lose naturally and not get into the playoffs. I do think there will be a point where they do pull the plug on the season. And, and by pulling the plug, what does that mean? Rest DeJounte, sit Keldon. We're going to rest him for what? His beach vacation? Yes. His trip to Cabo? He's got to rest up for that. Well, I mean, you just came back from Mexico. You've got to you've got to get in the proper training to do it right. You do. and but I mean, how in the world... It just doesn't make any sense. Because here's the here's what Spurs fans should be excited about. Instead of whining about this guy or that guy, look at the potential that this team has. Yes, sometimes they look like crap like they did against New Orleans. Yes. But then they beat a really good Golden State team last night on the road. Exactly. So the potential of this team is good. So I will reiterate the fact that you play hard basketball all the way through if you make it you make it if you don't you don't but you play your butt off and there's no tanking or cashing in or pulling the plug on any season the lakers are in the 10th spot right now i love that and the way they're free falling two and a half behind the spurs or ahead of the spurs Uh uh-huh spurs have already passed up portland so tomorrow night's game's a big one well that's it they're a game in front of portland yeah Oh, Sacramento, Oak City, Houston. Well, Wednesday night. I well, Houston's been eliminated since Christmas. But <laughs> you, you, look yes. at, you look at this team, and again, I'm not a tank believer. But you get a win you're not supposed to win, cancels out the loss, you weren't supposed to lose. Right? No. Well, How do you explain the New Orleans game? Well, I, I can't. I honestly cannot. Other than, you know, it's it's a young team that is very inconsistent. <laughs> and I just know the potential of this team, the talent that they have. And you use every game. Every game you use to get these guys better. And you play them hard. Now, if you know, and I understand. I can even understand the comment. Well, why did DeJounte sit out this game or that game or whatever the case sure. may be? You got to play these guys. They need the experience. They're not good enough to take games off because you want to tank the season when there's a no guarantee you're getting a top pick. Well, that's it. And even if you do, there's no guarantee that guy's going to be the stud. Spurs have a history of doing well with it. But this week alone, they've got Portland on Wednesday. Uh, at New Orleans on Saturday, at Houston on Monday. Then they've got Memphis, Portland, Portland, Denver, Minnesota, Golden State, and Dallas. Well, just the next three games are big. The, the next three games are big. And it, winnable games. It, very winnable. If they don't at least go 2-1, and one, the uh, 
the tank people are going to be chirping, right? Well, here, here's because then you've got the Memphis game. Just put that as a loss. Yeah. Then you got those two games with Portland. Then you're really going to have an idea of your opportunity heading into Fiesta Week. So the question really becomes. Sunday, April third is that game against second game against Portland. They got them on a Friday and then a, a Sunday at both games at the AT and T Center. When is Fiesta start? Right around then? Because I know we're going to be a taste of the North Side on Thursday, April seventh. So yeah, right then. I so, think that's the so first Tuesday, part of it. April fifth. You know, at Denver, at Minnesota, at Golden State, at Dallas. Those four games close out the season. That coincides with Fiesta. So the real question is when Fiesta hits. Are we going to give a damn, or are they done-done? And we're going to know that based on the games that they've got coming up against teams that they are bunched up in the standings with. All right, let's flip this around. Okay. Lakers are in a free fall. Okay. The Spurs just might get in by happenstance because the Lakers are, are dropping like a rock. Check out the Lakers' schedule. All right. Tonight they play the Cavaliers. They got the 76ers after that. Then they travel to New Orleans, travel to Dallas, travel to Utah. And then they've got the Pelicans in L.A. Tough schedule right there. Yeah, I, although I think the, the Spurs schedule sounds a little bit tougher. you got to be kidding me. we got Memphis. You said New Orleans twice. I said New Orleans twice, but I also said the Mavericks and the 76ers and the Cavaliers, who are not your grandpa's Cavaliers, buddy. Uh, we've got Denver. Tough games that the Spurs have left. you got Memphis. You've got Denver. You've got Minnesota, Golden State, and Dallas. So you've got five games that you are probably going to be underdogs in. Well, Golden State's a cakewalk. They proved that last night. I mean, that's Jesus. easy. Here we go. That's a. <laughs> I mean, all you got to. Well, but I mean, there's a chance though. By the time you get to Minnesota, Golden State, and Dallas, they might be resting folks for the for the, for the postseason. It's conceivable the Lakers lose all of those games. Sure. The next six. I mean, sincerely, the Jazz, Mavericks, Pelicans are playing well. Cavaliers, 76ers. I'm, the Lakers just might drop right by the Spurs. The Spurs get in without even thinking about it. Again, they could trip their way in there, which is why I say you still got to try to win every game. You still have that opportunity. That's right. But there are some games that just kind of goes back to what I've been saying. They might not be good enough because every night, they're inconsistent, and you don't know what you're going to get out of that group. That Pelicans game was very disappointing. I, w I will give you that. That was extremely disappointing. To come out and have no fire for that game it's with, in such a, a big game. It's Rob Thompson. Join Rudy J and I tomorrow morning from 7 till 10 on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix on Twitter at Joe Reinagle 210. You can tweet at me at Jason Minix, or you can always dial up the Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines at 210 656 ESPN 656 3776. You know, we were talking about the Spurs in, in the last segment, and I always hate doing. I, it is what it is, and I don't want to bring the room down, but. A guy named Mike DeLeon passed away today. Yeah. God. And if you're a Spurs fan and you've been reading Spurs blogs for any length of time, you've, you've read Mike DeLeon. Um, 
you know, with Project Spurs and the and the different Spurs blogs. The the interesting thing is, you know, I've I've met him a handful of times, had conversations with him down at games and stuff like that. But most of the time, everything is online with with yeah, yeah, you know, bloggers. And I think about our friend R.J. Ochoa from bloggingtheboys.com. He's got great relationships with people all over the world yeah. that he's never met. <laughs> it, it's, you know, unlike, you know, we have relationships with a lot of listeners, but you meet them when they come to our events. Like Wednesday, we're going to be at Texas Cheer. Or Thursday, we're going to be down at Pinkerton's Barbecue. So somebody will say something and, well, I called in or I tweeted and, and you know, you shake their hand. You make that human connection. Sure. But in the blog world, that's not always the case. I just saw uh, uh, Tom Petrini uh, write, you know, how he got to start with Project Spurs, yet he'd only met Mike in person twice. Their whole relationship was online. Yeah, it's incredible how that works. And Petrini, that, that guy knows more about the Spurs than anybody I know. I mean, he studies this team, so he's very good. But, it, it, and that's what all these guys do. Mm -hmm. I yep. mean, that's what they do. That's their that's their business, and that's their life. And um, so, yeah, sad news today, certainly. And uh, I didn't know him that well, but I uh, had met him, and uh, it's just sad. He seemed like a really good dude. A good dude helped a lot of people, and, you know, people ask me a lot, I assume you, young in the business, how do I get started? Oh, yeah. And the way I got started in radio, the way Ryan Engel got started, those paths are completely different they now. Yeah. And a lot of people get starts now writing for different blogs. I look at my daughter is working for a, a blog company right now, and that's your foot in the door. And if you work hard and kick ass, things can happen for you. But, um, you know, for, for Spurs coverage, a, a lot of you that have read – Mike, um, you know, he sad day he, today. He, yeah. he passed today. Sad day. So, our condolences to him, to his family for sure, and and everybody with the Spurs too that that knew him well. I know Jordan Houtstein tweeted out it, it was a sad day today. Absolutely, so. absolutely. You always hate to read that. Um, we were scheduled to talk with Bill Taylor at this time. He's doing a little TV up there, but he's currently on our television. And the weather must be so bad, they wheeled out a desk in a computer form right there on the screen. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm looking at Bill adjust things on the screen, and I realize this is what you guys that watch us on YouTube Live or on Facebook Live, yeah, when we're not really paying attention to the screen, and you see us looking at stuff on Twitter or, or doing whatever, um, that's kind of how I feel like. Like, I'm over here, Bill. I'm over here. And, and, and I've known Bill for so long. I've never noticed him have to wear the glasses on and off the way he's doing, which is a Ryan Angle trait. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, he's, you know, we're about the same age. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, so that's what happens. The eyes go away. But I know what he's doing here just because this is over by the weather wall. They put a computer up and uh, so he can he can adjust on the fly. But the problem, the reason he's doing this is there is a tornado warning that is affecting Caldwell and Gonzales counties right now and anytime he says that's the difference when he'll go live or not when it goes from a watch to a warning so the so warning is worse than a watch yes yeah you know, every time i gotta look up the difference i never know which one the warning or the watch warning is the worst warning is the worst that means that it most likely gonna happen or there's a really good or, chance or it has happened yeah right but what we're seeing right now on the weather and uh 
Fat Kid1323 tweets in at Jason Minnick's at Joe Reinagle. Here's the weather I'm at right now. Hopefully it stays this until I get back. Um, and the weather looks fantastic. Now, it's a great tweet, except I have no idea where you are in that photo. I mean, you could be in, yeah, I don't know, Alice, Texas, trying to get in a dairy burger. But Boy, the weather's nice wherever he is. Wherever he's at, it looks spectacular. And and we keep, keep hearing that you know there's some major hail coming to the area, which is why we were going to have Bill Taylor on. The mayor, uh, Ron Nuremberg, tweeted out or quote tweeted a tweet from the National Weather Service that had some graphics. And, you know, it's just, you know, I don't spend a lot of time on weather. No. Never do, except for times like this. Sure. Because, you know, a tornado's bad, hail, uh, bad, bad, right? So yes. a, a lot of people are very concerned about that. It's, it's like people say when we started this radio show 14 years ago, you guys want traffic and weather everywhere? No. No. Over cut down 10. 46 and was on 10. Could be. Because Could be. wherever he is, he found rain. And what we're seeing from our... Our Twitter feed is people are tweeting us pictures of sunshine. Edwin, would you go look out the window and say what we got here? I want to. We're in a room with no windows. You could go a little fast, man. It's emergency, Edwin. No, he's uh, he's he's going. Edwin's at his own pace. You know, that's what you. I, I love that about Edwin. He's doing a great job. So anyway, it's not around here, and which I'm not saying that's. I'm, I feel bad for the people where yeah, it is, but, but but I'm worried about my car in the parking well, lot. Yeah, Let's exactly. be honest. It's still yeah. sunshine. Still sunshine? Sunshine. It's sunshine. Well, maybe Fat Kid was in our parking lot. That ain't our parking lot. No. And when I say Fat Kid, it's P-H-A-T, not F-A-T. Chris came out and said hi to us last week out at Twin Peaks. I think you could say fat either way. (laughs) He does spell his Twitter P-H-A-T. Yeah. I mean, that is is very, very true. I, I, I tell you what, it's always alarming when... You've got hail in the forecast. No question. And, and you know, from your cars to your roof and any kind of tornado, any kind of severe weather, we will kind of break and, and give you what we can on on what's going on with the weather. We'll get into the NFL. We'll get into the brackets coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. But and if I don't, I don't imagine we're going to talk to Bill Taylor, man. I he's, doubt it. He's yeah. having a Super Bowl-like moment right now. This is his time to shine. If you're working at TV, they'd say, Joe, don't come in, man. It's all weather. Well, you know what he's got right now. Super Bowl type thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that. But, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's an old TV joke with weather guys. So uh-huh. That's it. Go go wall to wall. But I tell you what. What Hale, was that guy's name, the, the puppet in, that Tom Hanks was the voice of? You remember the name? The puppet <laughs> Tom Hanks was the voice of? The hell are you talking about? I think about? his name was Woody. Woody! <laughs> You're saying Bill Taylor's got a Tom Hanks puppet? He's got a weather Woody? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's what you said. I, think I didn't say, say that. that. He's excited. <laughs> Wasn't it Tom Hanks that did the voice of Woody? Sure. His his barometer has been rising. It's rising, It's baby. his time. No blue pill needed for Bill Taylor today. He's up for the forecast. Yeah, and unfortunately, he won't be able to go home to do anything with it. So, <laughs> we've got an audience in here and just smirks. Yeah. <laughs> Edwin doesn't get old man jokes. No, it's not Edwin. Oh, who else is oh, in there? Oh, my goodness. I think the whole radio station is in the door here. 
Well, they were all waiting to hear what Bill Taylor was going to say. It's Ernie. <laughs> Ernie. Of course, yeah, it's of course. Ernie. Of course. Yeah. You're talking Woody's. <laughs> Ernie's right there. <laughs> He's oh, a Disney guy. Okay. And Ernie. Yeah, I think that, I'm pretty sure that was Tom Hanks. I'm, I'm just, I can't remember the name of that movie. Dude, though. I have set you up to lead perfectly into a Steven Drewfield commercial about eight times with Hale. Well, dude, I and can if handle Hale is coming. You better have this number on speed dial just in case. I can handle that. I'm okay. just had to, you know, throw in what I know about behind the scenes. Yes. Transparency. Yes. Is that yes. what you always talk about? Uh huh. Life. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Woo! Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. San Antonio, weather-wise, we're, we're doing okay right now, but some other areas close by you might want to check on your people uh national weather service of san antonio and austin tweets out confirmed tornado on the ground east of luling moving north northeast a confirmed tornado on the ground near gerald alex stockwell who is a morning news anchor for spectrum uh tweets out a tornado touchdown in the round rock area the so, Round Rock area. And I'm not sure what Round Rock area means, but the chief meteorologist, Burton Fitzsimmons, for Spectrum News, is tweeting that info out. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And at least right now, from what we're seeing uh, on TV, is that most of this stuff is east of the city of San Antonio, and then obviously a little north as well. And I'm seeing here on Twitter that Dallas is also the Dallas area is also getting hammered right now. So if you got folks there, you might want to check on them and and be prepared. I, I it's hard to tell what's happening and where it's moving to, but obviously be prepared for uh, that because I think we're under a tornado watch or a hail watch or something. Well, we're under all of that in ten o'clock San Antonio. Um, although the weather outside is spectacular, not that I don't trust Edwin Hafner, but I went and looked out the window during the commercial break. And nothing but clear blue skies here on Eisenhower Road near 35. Fat Kid 1323, who tweeted earlier photos but didn't say where he is, uh, tweets he's south side off the 35 near Highway uh, 16, close to where Texas Cheer Liquor Number 4 is at. Nice. Uh, nice. Bateo Franklin says sunny right now at 281 and 1604. Well, that's good. It sounds like San Antonio is okay right now, and hopefully it will stay that way for us and. But our neighbors out to the east and uh, north are, are not faring as well as we are right now. No, and again, it can still get to us from what I understand from all the forecasting. And I've got to believe that Bill Taylor is, and I'm, I don't want to put words in his mouth, because the radar is saying something completely different. But earlier today, San Antonio was a part of that. and It was. You know, and poor Joe Reinagle. Has some uh, furniture in his garage. He's got to park outside. Well, so hopefully things will stay just the same as they are right now. And nothing. It's weird, you know. I always am fascinated, kind of, with what these guys and what causes this kind of stuff. But it all looks like it's coming out of the south and moving north. And so I don't know. I don't know what causes that kind of stuff. I, and I always find it interesting when you know they blow up the map and there's things on the map you've never heard of. Yeah. 
right? That's true. I, I mean, are those neighborhoods maybe, subdivisions? But they're little towns that clearly don't have football teams with mascots. Because <laughs> otherwise, we would know about them. We would know about we them, would, for sure. We would know about Absolutely. them. Absolutely. So, anyway, be careful if you're out and about or if you're somewhere else you'd, or you're headed somewhere else. You might want to rethink that. And if you are listening and, and weather starts to change where you are, yeah, let us know. Mm-hmm. And if you have extra garage space, let Ryan Agle low. Yes, please. Because I want to park my car in there. So why is it your car that gets left on the street and not your wife's car? I'm a hell of a guy. No, seriously. Be, I'm a hell of a guy. <laughs> That's just, you know, I'm a hell of a guy. Uh-huh. So we'll see what happens. There may be a dining room set out in the driveway tonight. Anybody need Is it for sale? It is. Will it be for sale? Or it is for sale? It is for sale. Is it? And it, nobody has bought it yet? Nobody's bought it yet. Anybody in need of a dining room set? Well, it depends. <laughs> for a small fee. <laughs> it ain't free. It, it ain't free. But can you pick it up by about 750 tonight <laughs> so Joe can get into the garage? Now we'll see what happens with that thing. Um, nice, nice thing. We just kind of cleared out the old lives and started the new one. Well, that's you know it. what I mean, and, and that's that's it's understandable and yeah. it's real. You guys had previous lives. You came yeah. together in a new house, so all the uh, mixed furniture is getting separated out, and, and the, that, the Ryan Engels, Maggie, and Joe are getting all new furniture. All, and just that we, yes, that's yours. Did right, right? yeah, right, that's yours, right. right? So there was a table. Yes. That needs to go bye-bye. Yes. So you've got a new table. Yes. And you haven't gotten rid of the old table. No. Now, is she selling this on, like, Marketplace? I think she has it on one of those things, yeah, Marketplace. The asking price might be a little, I don't know. Well, she's proud of it. Well, sure. But well, it's quality stuff. But if you can get into the garage tonight, you might go a little less if they can pick it up by 8 if they can pick it up by eight, yeah, we'll make that happen. Depends, to, on, depends on how much, how much less. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, if you need a dining room table, Joe needs to get rid of one before the hail comes. I do. Tweet at me. Yeah. Are 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 your DMs open? Sure. Do you even know what that means? I have no direct message, right? <laughs> But some people have their DMs always open, and some people... Messages, I've got to, mine, yeah. You have to be following, each following each other in order to send a direct message. Oh, you do? You do. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So if you're not friends, or somebody's not following you, or you're not following them, right? they don't get the little envelope. But if it's, it's if they're following me and I'm not following, is that okay? I mean, I don't re-follow everybody. Do you? No. Yeah. No, but my but my DMs are set up to open, so if somebody wants to send me a direct message, they can. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, I get direct messages, so. Yeah, so if you're in need of a dining room table, and you are. <laughs> you're not requiring a commission for this, are you? No. Okay. At Joe Ryan Eagle 210. <laughs> I don't want to hear the bitching for months if your car gets pelted tonight because of hail. See, Maggie won't hear it, but I will. So this is for me. No, you will. I will. You'll hear about it. I, I will. I will hear about the process uh, when it's in the shop, what you're dealing with in the shop, all because the dining room table, because you're a hell of a guy, and decided, yeah, I'll leave. I'll park outside for a couple of days. I am a hell of a guy. We all know that, and I don't think there's any question about but, that. But you also need to get rid of the table. Have you ever seen though? And I was thinking about this. Those people that put like blankets 
Mm -hmm. Does that work? I guess it depends on how big the hailstone is. There were those things. I remember getting a bunch of ads last time yeah. had, where you can like put this inflatable bouncy house looking thing <laughs> and, it, and it will like shield your car. Really? Yeah. But you know when you think of that? When you're about to get a hailstorm. And unless Amazon can get that to me in about an hour, I'm not spending any money for that. Well, then this should be a lesson to you then. So tomorrow, when we're in the clear, you should order that. Have it ready to go. Well, see, <laughs> I don't put stuff in my garage that's going to keep my car from going in the garage. I got you. Well, yours is all organized with garage genization. It, it is. Yeah. I've got a very organized garage. That's good. Always have. I'm, I'm getting both cars in there. Um, well, I normally can. We both cars in there, but, but like now it's a dining room in table. The parking in lot. I, you know, but I'm not going to bring a bunch of blankets and pillows and duct tape them to my car in the parking lot for the fear of the uh, tornado or the tornado. Well, that too, but uh, hail. Well, if the tornado hits, I mean, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter what you have <laughs> yeah. on that. That that could Pretty be much. bad. Yeah. Uh, Bateo Franklin says the blitz should be live from the for the for sale dining room table. That's an idea. Uh, we got a free day tomorrow. Somebody do the show in my driveway. <laughs> sure we can you, you want to you need a better grill if we're doing it from your driveway i don't know my walmart special baby anybody hit you up yet to buy that dining room table uh no boteo franklin though has got a lot of uh and got a lot of plans he says he has a two-car garage and a carport yeah know. that's pretty smart i don't know where he lives or an hoa will allow a two-car garage and a carport well it so sounds like that carport is vacant Maybe I just pull right under there. You know, there's a lady that works here that lives about a block away from me mm -hmm. that has, it's really a three-car garage, although it looks like two, but that where you can get three cars in if you pull one in and then you back, uh, put you can put two on one side and one oh, on wow. the other. Okay. She only has one car. That's it? And batting cage is on the other for her kid. Really? You should call her. Maybe I will. And borrow her garage. That'd be good. You could do that. She might, I think I know who you're talking about. She might charge me. Oh, she would. <laughs> you're going to pay for it one way it's or another. A, it's rent. You, you will pay for it one way or another. But it would protect your car. It would be cheaper than hail damage. Yes, it would. Well, I'm going to continue to watch the forecast here and see what, uh, what the projection is. I may not even have to worry about it. I mean, it looks like it's all going east and north. So, it might, yeah, but you know how it is. I, I do. Right. Right now, it's beautiful, though. S somebody take that. See that, Boteo? Oh, Tranco in 1604. Yeah. So, see, that carport must be empty. And outside of an HOA. Because yeah, an HOA, they're such a pain in the ass. There you go. They, they all suck. Yes. They all suck. <laughs> suck, suck. Suck. <laughs> I'm not a fan of HOAs. I'm not either. I'm not either. You know, the idea behind it was good, but then they, they got power hungry. Uh-huh. And they can rule over you. And if they don't like what you want to do to your house, they can make your life hell. They can. And that's not fair. That's not what they were designed to do. Well, they used to have a lot more power than they do now. Yeah, but they still have too much power. <laughs> Look, <laughs> yeah. Rick says, send Joe to come see me at Barbecue Outfitters. I'll sell him a real grill. <laughs> Daddy will. Do you have the uh, no Walmart specials? 
No. No. <laughs> they, they, they have good stuff there. I bet they do. They I'd like to. Great stuff there. Yeah. I know you get Barbecue Outfitters. Yeah. That's like right across the street from me. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I need to go over there. You do. Okay. You get your Traeger. I do. And uh, Rick there. He, uh... Now, question, and a serious question. Okay. Because I've been looking. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been, you know, researching and looking at what makes the Traeger better than everything else. <clears throat> it's a great question. Um, a lot of its name and history. Yeah. Right. There are other pellet grills, but the Wi-Fi technology that comes with it, and and there are, I'm trying to think of some of the other, uh, like Rectech, I believe. Yeah, that's, really nice high end. That's good, but I've seen some like Z grills, and I mean, I'd like to talk to the folks at, at Barbecue Outfitters. I, Maybe they could tell me honestly. You know, and they sell them all over there. Yeah, but the the three or four things that go into purchasing any of them is uh, budget, budget, and then service. And then if you're having any kind of issue, what's the service like? And there are a lot of people that just don't like Traeger for whatever reason. And I've not had any issues with my Traeger, but you go on that Facebook page and, well, the, this was going on or that was going on, they sent me a replacement part, it was easy. Yeah. You know, Green well, Mountain is another uh, very popular one. Green Mountain. Okay, yeah, Green well, Mountain I, de I definitely want the, the Wi-Fi. Yeah. That's necessary. Yes. And then what's the other the temperature control thing? The temperature control thing? Yeah. Like a thermometer? No, there's a... And maybe it is just at the moment. They all have those, right? <laughs> well, no. You know. Well, they, I gotta have that. They, you, you know, but you because you, I've got I've got a I've got a meter wireless thermometer, so I'll have the one that comes with the Traeger plugged in. So I, that's on my Traeger app. But then I'll also have the meter, it, depending on what I'm cooking, if it's a brisket or beef ribs or something like that. Just so I've got two different thermometers in there to make sure that I'm getting a good accurate reading. So you've got them on either end of the brisket. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'll always check it with my thermopan. Okay. <laughs> well, lots to it. <laughs> yes, there is. But no, it's it's happening and um I'm just I'm doing a lot of research and just want to make sure that I get the you know a good one. So Green Mountain, see that's one I hadn't heard of. Green Mountain's a good one. It is. Okay. I'm but just... I, but I always look at the warranty and the service and then you know, see what's there. Size, budget, but budget, yeah. budget's the well, sure. I mean, for everything, it's it's just like you know, somebody right now really needs a dining room table, but they need to know what the budget is for that table. So tweet at Joe Ryan Eagle two one zero and get that damn dining room table out of his garage. Ugh. So I can put a grill in there. No, your grill goes on your. <laughs> you can put the grill in your garage, but. <laughs> You would be the guy that would, you know, have your garage door closed and fire up a grill. Never. I'm not that stupid. Dude, I used to be, I used to be, uh, you know, I was pretty good at it. Charcoal, though. I was a mm -hmm. charcoal guy. Mm -hmm. Always was. But now, with the technology, you might as well get the technology. Exactly. Then I could, you know, like, I don't know, what time is it? 6.15? About, you know, 30 minutes from now, I just fire that baby up. It's ready when I get home. See, and this is when you become a pellet smoker, you're going to get guys like Rob Spencer says, isn't it sacrilegious in Texas to cook brisket with a non-wood method? No, <laughs> it's, it's not. There's a guy that, you know, I had a friend of mine yesterday say, hey, I've, I've, his wife is having a baby. So whatever the guy's 
version is of, well, the baby shower is going on. All the guys are going to get together, drink yeah, beer. right. Like, can you do a brisket for me? I'll bring you the brisket. So he's going to come over. Uh, I don't know what Friday we're doing this, but yeah, because, you know, it's it's all about the temperature control and the ease, the meat, the quality of it. And I can tell you, you know, Grant Pinkerton in his house has a pellet smoker. I'm sure he does. I, he I, probably, mean, I would assume he's he, got he's got a little, he's got everything right there. But because he's serious you, about you, it, you look at at a guy like Matt Pittman, who that guy can cook on anything and everything. Does a lot of stuff with Traeger. Does you know he's he's got the wood, the briquettes. He's he's got them all, but does a lot on Traeger. It's it's all about the quality of the meat and how you your time and how you want to spend it while you're while you're doing the grilling. There are people out there that. Hate the pellet smoker types. We're not real. I don't give a damn. As long as the food is good. No, I mean, it's cheating. Okay? It It is. is. It is. But, you know, I'm to the point now where, okay, I'm good with that. I I used to be a charcoal guy before the pellet Mm -hmm. grills because I didn't like the way gas grills. I I just something about them. I I don't like them. Yeah, yeah. So. You want want lighter fluid flavor. I don't. Or that. (laughs) Yeah, of course. But I don't like I don't like I don't know what it is about those. And I know a lot of people can cook great stuff on those things and and God bless you. That's great. But now you see Rick <laughs> pellets are real wood just tiny sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. That is true. So but now I want, you know, I want a pellet grill and and my my son-in-law has one. He loves it. He's cooking all kinds of stuff on there. So that's what I want. And uh, so that will be happening. But I've just been doing a lot of research to see what's, uh, you know, what I like and the size and all that stuff. I don't need a big grill. It doesn't have to be big. There's just two of us. I want something, though, that I can have people over and I can cook or I can put a brisket on there. I've got the Ironwood 885. Right. The Traeger. Mm -hmm. I think it's the perfect size. Probably bigger than what I need most of the time. Probably. But when you do, if you're having any kind of... Anybody else over, you're doing one steak, it's probably too big for that. But if you're doing four or five, you want the ironwood. You want that size of it. It's like the Timberline. I was looking at that. To me, that's just too big. Yes. And it has a third rack in there that's so high up. I mean, it's, it can only for, be for, for vegetables. For what I'm going to do, but I was even looking at the one that's under yours. Okay. It's a little smaller. Yeah. But, I, you know, I don't know. So the, these are things I need to look at. But Just get the ironwood and be done with it. Oh, I might. Just, just do it. I might. I mean, you would have already done it if I didn't have the ironwood. You just don't want to seem like you're, that's exactly, you're getting the exact that, that's, same thing that, I did. That's, that's but true. But then when you call me for help, I'll know exactly what to tell you with the ironwood because that's what I got. Well, And it's the most popular one out there because of the, the mid-size range. It's not too small, but it's not too big. Well, it may be the ironwood then. That's what you're going to get. Okay. And it's got wood in it, so it's got the name Wood. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Woody. <laughs> got everything Ryan Eagle needs. <laughs> Tiny sticks Tiny. and wood. <laughs> Whoa. Do you remember that movie Mannequin? Are you that old? Mannequin? Mannequin. Kim Cattrall is the only one I can remember that was in that thing. She was gorgeous. This was back in the 80s. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why don't you review it some Wednesday with Michael Jimenez? Well, I, I and might. Save maybe the, that's save the one. Story. Maybe that's the one that he needs. No, but there was a guy in there. That's this character that's always hitting on these women. <laughs> he, 
he used to say, hey, Woody. <laughs> I don't know why that came to mind. Dude. Sorry. <laughs> I'll tell you the whole story later. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> you can barely get through that one. <sighs> Funny movie, though. Yeah, Jimenez should review that one. I wonder if he's seen that yet. He probably hasn't. Mannequin. Yes. It's a good one. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> Let's do... Uh, Speaking of wood, <laughs> Woods, let's give away some Valero Texas Open tickets. Let's do that, because that's where we spend most of the time on a golf course, <laughs> the woods. <Yeah. laughs> or the drink. That's exactly. Or on the beach. We're happy about Rarely it. Rarely in the fairway. We got a pair of tickets to give away to the second round, the Friday uh, Valero, Texas Open. If you want to go, we've got tickets to Friday's second round. It is March 31st out at TPC San Antonio. And I'll tell you what, the Valero, Texas Open field, uh, they keep adding to their field, as you would expect. But Zach Johnson committed today, um, and uh, so did uh, Hendrick Stenson. So you got both captains of the Ryder Cup. Uh, now committed to uh, the Valero Texas Open and just more and more coming. And, of course, if you want to go to the Friday second round. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a pair of tickets to give away right now to caller number eight. Eight. Caller number eight. Eight. 656-ESPN, six, 656-3776 on the Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines. Caller number eight. Those tickets are yours. Eight sounds pretty good about now. Like a nice cold eight. Nice cold eight. Dude, you're punch drunk already. I, t- I know it, man. Dude, Roy Nagel, what time did you wake up this morning? Uh, I think the alarm went off at uh, 3.45. For a 6 a.m. flight out of Mexico. Yes. And poor guy said he didn't get much sleep on the airplane. Yeah, but... you. Sleep pretty early though. I mean, we were we were in bed by ten thirty last night. Yeah, passed out. No, no, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't hammered last night. You sure? No, not last night. All right. I'd tell you. You know, I'd tell you. All right. But uh, no, so you know, it's, it's not that bad. Although I'll, I'll sleep well tonight. Caller eight. Those Valero Texas Open tickets are yours in honor of Troy Aikman's eight beer. Nice. The play is in. The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. On Twitter at Joe Reinagle 210. Tweet at me, at Jason Minix. You can always dial up the Kia Boss of Bacon phone lines at 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776. On Wednesday, come see us. We're going to be at Texas Cheer Liquor number 2, which is over off Petrenko Road. They always have free samples. Always a fun time out at Texas Cheer. So that'll be on Wednesday. And I tell you what, Cowboys... Making some news. So you should be cheering if you're a Cowboy fan because it felt like they took forever to get into the free agency game. And, you know, since Friday, they have added a number of players filling some holes that we want them to fill. Yep. Except for anybody on the offensive line. 
Like, you know, the Bengals had offensive line issues. They've gone out and signed two, including Lael Collins, which are one man's Trash is another man's treasure, treasure yeah. kind of like a dining room table in Ryan Eagle's garage. <laughs> um, doesn't do him any good in the garage, but it might do you well in your dining room. If you need him, tweet him at Joe Ryan Eagle 210. <laughs> but again, though, they went out and they addressed a need. And I'm I'm ready for the Cowboys to do that. They did sign uh, J. Ron Curse today to a two-year, $10 million deal. So they got a safety coming back, a safety that loves, uh, or Dan Quinn loves. And I assume he loves Dan Quinn since... He's signing up for two more years. Yeah, and a lot of those guys like Dan Quinn, and we heard that a lot. You know, it's, uh, Bobby Wagner, that was the reason why the Cowboys had an opportunity uh, at a guy like that. So, although I don't think that's going to happen. It's not going to happen. But you're right, Jason. Offensive line has got to be a priority. I mean, they've got to go find some guys. I mean, they lose two Yeah, right right off the bat. So you got to replace those guys. you got to beef that thing up. No pun intended. Now, one of those guys is Terrence Steele. Okay. So, you know, they do need some interior help. They did have some depth at the position. Maybe their lack of transactional business this offseason is they have seen something from some of those backups, you know, that they've drafted over the last couple of years in the weight room, in the meeting room, where they feel like the, these guys are making progress can be those guys. And we haven't seen it yet, so we don't know. Kind of like what we saw last year with Terrence Steele. We show up in Oxnard, and they're just raving about how Terrence Steele won the offseason. And you look at rookie year versus year two, it's a different dude. So maybe there is one of those guys making progress we're unaware of, so that's why we're going, you got to replace that guy, right? Well, Maybe, maybe they, they feel like they have. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe it's just the Jones family being cheap. Well. That could be possible. They, highly. Well, it could be <laughs> Could be both. It, it, it. <laughs> that was my Joe Ryan Eagle. Yeah, it might be. Dude, seriously, though, I, I mean, I was glad to see the, the Cowboys went Dorrance Armstrong. There's, there's, and again, like there was a deal on Twitter earlier, and this is the, the good and bad of Twitter. Zadarius Smith. Saw something earlier. Signed with the Vikings. It's like something. That was a fake account, right? You know, and and a lot of people started jumping on fake account. All right, cool. He's still in play. Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, is apparently still in play. But they all got to be at the right price. So we'll have to ultimately see where the Cowboys go. But we do know, offensively, skill position wise, they seem to be set when it comes to wide receiver. C.D. Lamb is going to be the guy. He's got to be the guy. Dak Prescott, it was at a press conference mm-hmm. today at a grand opening of a walk-ons up in the Dallas area. Two things that he talked about a lot were his shoulder surgery that he had on his non-throwing shoulder is fine and he's 100% can do everything he needs to with that shoulder. He's comfortable with that. He's also comfortable with C.D. Lamb being wide receiver one. Well, a couple of things there. What else is Dak going to say? True. That's the guy. I mean, so that's who they're going with. They're going to roll the dice with C.D. Lamb. Um, And I'm sure he has a lot of faith in C.D. Lamb. But it it remains to be seen. I just didn't like the way Lamb just kind of disappeared the back half of the season. But so did Cooper. But so did Cooper. Well, sure, they both did. And 
Why was that, Jason? Offensive line. Offensive line. That was a big part of it. So they've got to address that before any of these guys can prove anything to anybody. With that in mind, Dak Prescott had some comments Super Bowl week Mm -hmm. where now that he's got a gazillion-dollar contract that he felt like he would have more of a say that whether they listen to him or not, who knows, but he's a lot more comfortable at this stage of his career talking with Jerry, talking with Steven, talking with Mike McCarthy, talking mm-hmm. with Mo McClay on what he wants. Sure. I got to believe he signed off on the elevating CD lamb as wide receiver one at the very least with, Hey, we're, we're, we're looking to move Amari Cooper because of salary cap reasons. If if he didn't think CD could be that guy, don't you think he would have said, "Dude, are you killing? You're killing me. You're, you're killing me." Yeah. Um. I. I. You know. It, it was he at least not that not that he pushed Amari out the door. I'm not saying anything like that. But if they said this was our plan, kind of like Devontae Adams in Green Bay mm-hmm. uh, with the money business wise, this isn't going to work. Aaron Rodgers apparently was very aware that. Even though he was re-signing, he was probably going to re-sign and lose Adams in the process. But I'm sure that the plan in place that they presented to Aaron Rodgers was clearly since he signed there. Now, $150 million, what are you going to do? But if if Cleveland can come up with 230 you wonder what Aaron would have gotten on the open market. But clearly he appreciated and signed off on the plan. i got to believe Dak had... Similar influence on the Cowboys' plan this offseason. Well, you know, we're not inside that locker room either. And I'm sure that Dak and CD or CD and somebody have had talks that, you know, sometimes a guy will see an Amari Cooper and just automatically seed to him as the number one guy. Mm -hmm. With Cooper gone, maybe that elevates CD Lamb's confidence that he is the guy and he'll start acting like the guy. Now, I'm only speculating, but I've seen that happen before, that once the guy is gone, the other guy becomes the guy. And so hopefully that happens with C.D. Lamb. And I know that the relationship between Dak and C.D. Lamb is spectacular. And we see that on social media. Yeah. We also know, thanks to social media, that they share the same personal chef, Mm -hmm. a guy named Chef Hoppy, who also cooks for Zeke. In fact, Chef Hoppy and Zeke went into business together. Zeke is obviously funding Chef Hoppy getting some meals to go type stuff, and he cooks on a Traeger, by the way. But you, you see, <laughs> you, but you do see that that Chef Hoppy works a lot with CD, works a lot with Dak, preparing their meals and and all that kind of stuff. So that relationship is there. Yeah. So I I, I fully expect him to say, yeah, he's my guy in a press conference, right? But I also believe. He had to have some influence. Like if he was very uncomfortable mm-hmm. with, you're going to make CD number one. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I think the Cowboys would have taken that into consideration. Now, the other part of that is Michael Gallup has to get healthy. Michael Gallup and CD Lamb together, along with whoever ends up being the number three, with good offensive line play, decent offensive line play, they could do some stuff. But Michael Gallup. And again, what is the guy supposed to say? Did an interview over the weekend and was asked, when is he coming back? 
And I can't say that I'm overly thrilled with the answer from Michael Gallup. <laughs> so, hey, dude, when do you expect to be back? Uh, I mean, honestly, I couldn't tell you. Crap. Uh, I just listen to the trainers. They tell me what to do every day. They tell me not to look too far ahead. Just focus on what you're doing right now. Um, and that's all I'm doing. So, um, obviously, you know, you don't want to miss any games. Um, but if I have to, I have to just so I make sure that everything's good. See, uh. if, if he would have stopped right around. They tell me not said- to look too far ahead head just focus on what you're doing right now um, and that's all i'm doing yeah but i, I would have been all right that that's a good answer that you want to hear in march no, um obviously you know you don't want to miss any games um but if i have to no, i have to no, just so no. i make sure do that whatever you good. can to get yourself healthy what that, sounds that's what like you need to do sounds like he has been told hey michael most likely you're going to miss some games to start the season and I think he's preparing himself right there. I mean, that kind of a surgery, I mean, to think that he can recover as quickly as that is silly. And so you wonder how many games he's going to That's what I said. And I know technology, and I know it's great, and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's yeah. a clean tear and all of this stuff. It's still major surgery. To a guy that uses his legs. Sure. No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, so I'm, it, I'm with you there, and I appreciate it. He the, didn't put a timeline on it. The gamble is what I'm saying. He's, That's a hell of a gamble. He's going to be fine. Uh, he, he, yeah. he, he's going to hey, be Dr. fine. Hey, Dr. Minix. Absolutely. I slept good last night. He's going to be fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. Time, you know, time has a way of uh, shining light on things. So we'll see what happens. He's going to be fine. I wish no ill will on Michael Gallup. I'm a fan of Michael Gallup, and I I think he should have been utilized more earlier. I agree. But I get the feeling that you just want him to miss a whole bunch of games and never be the same guy so you could be right. I don't, but I'm saying that that is a possibility. Sure. It certainly is a possibility. It is. You can't sit there and tell me it's not a possibility. It's a possibility. It's he, a possibility. He, he's going to be fine. Okay. He is going to be. I will be, take your word for he it. He is going to be just fine. I'll ask your wife, who actually knows something about the medical field, and then she can tell me. She'll tell you he's going to be fine. <laughs> going to be fine. Yeah. Okay. Going to be fine. I hope he is. He's, he's going to be fine. I'm hoping for the best. Are you sure? I am. Did Absolutely. Send, send him a card? Did you send him flowers? Yes. Liar. <laughs> I hope he's fine, but that soundbite did not sound like Michael Gallup expects to be there game one. He just didn't put a date. He didn't he didn't give us a target date, which is what we all want. The expect to be August fifteenth, September one. Are you gonna get in any preseason games? Do you and he didn't give us a date. And was then, he asked those questions? He was asked, literally. All I heard was, "When is he coming back?" Right. I'm going to be back on July 3rd. No. All right, cool. I got a date. Let's roll with it. He said he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Well, yeah. And if he has to miss some games, well, then you know that's just the way it goes. But wouldn't you? Well, why would you say that? Uh, again, the again, docs are he, telling me I'm going to be ready to go September one. They're or whatever. Don't, don't the, look too far in the future. I'm just saying. That's what the doc said. That's okay. what he said. Uh-huh. That, that, that's what he said. So, when in he, other words, he, the doc isn't comfortable he'll be back either. To prepare, prepare for the worst. <laughs> Expect the best. That bedside manner of that doctor. 
Well, I mean, maybe if he had a good dining room table, he could sit down and have a good discussion about it. Probably. And if you need a good dining room table, Ryan Eagle, have you sold that thing yet? I don't know. I, I, I've got to ask Maggie. Maybe the it's, phone's it, ringing off the hook. It's your DMs. Anybody send you a DM no, about nobody. your dining room table? Not, not one person. Not one person. Nobody needs a new dining room table. Apparently not. Gently used. Most of the nice. most of the guys that uh, and gals will and listen to us probably have a TV tray in front of the TV when they <laughs> eat and don't eat at a dining room table. Do people still use TV trays? I have no idea. I'll answer that. Well, yes. yes. <laughs> I was going to say, go ahead. Uh, Guy that used to work here. Yeah. Cisco. Anniversary dinner last night. He... Surf and turf at the house. Uh-huh. Honest Traeger did a lobster tail okay. and a steak. And he shows a picture of his wife in the living room in her, by her recliner with a TV tray in front. And I was thinking, what was the last time anybody used a TV? I just hold the plate. I sit in my chair and I hold the plate. No, no, th- there's different types. Uh huh. Now, I remember when I was a kid, we had TV trays that were on those aluminum legs, right? And you kind of folded them up and then and they, they would stand there. Well, now... Maggie and I have these these plastic hold. <laughs> they don't have legs on them. Uh huh. So they just sit in your lap. Yes. And that's what you use. Which is hard to do. I was going to say. Yeah. You, be- you better go invest in some good TV trays. It depends on that new couch. You spill, you're in trouble. Ooh. It depends on what you're eating as to how hard it is. If it's something you have to cut up. Yeah. It's tough. And then so she cuts your meat before you and serves it to you like your six. Isn't that nice? Yes. <laughs> Like nice little tiny bites. Don't cut them too big. She's perfect. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you probably good. Hella, yeah, the newlywed stuff with you. But you, you need to go down to Sammy's Boardroom Club and get yourself a uh, get get T-shirts made that says she's perfect. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on halftime tomorrow at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. Michael Jimenez at halftime tomorrow from noon to 2. Make sure you wake up with Rob and Rudy. R&R in the morning. They're on from 7 to 10. And, of course, the Blitz from 4 to 7. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minix. If you did any grilling this weekend, make sure you upload a photo of that meat from your grill. Little description, sasportstar.com. You could win a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. We'll give that away on Thursday at 6 o'clock on the Blitz going to be interesting we'll, we're, we're going to be judging your meat while at pinkerton's barbecue wow so that means it's going to be side by side with some very good meat well, chances are if uh grant submitted something you would be getting second absolutely just, ju- just saying yeah uh, yingling lager hoop city at pinkerton's the blitz will be at pinkerton's on thursday and friday halftime on friday and then the saturday morning hangover is going to be down there uh on well saturday morning at pinkerton's barbecue because Tournament's coming to San Antonio. The South Regional, it's going to be a lot of fun. So downtown Yingling Lager Hoop City at Pinkerton's, $4 for the Yingling products, and, of course, the barbecue is fantastic. But the basketball, I look at the brackets. I really do think, and I know I'm biased, we've got the best region. No, I do too. I, I don't think you're biased at all. I think it's you just look at it, and uh, it is true. South and West, I think, have the two most balanced the i think we're going to have the better games i think that arizona houston game is going to be a lot of fun to watch um and don't count houston out of that thing man no i mean as good as arizona is i know they are but i just think houston 
I know Sean Elliott doesn't want me to say that, but uh, his Wildcats better play hard against the, the Cougs. It's going to be a cat fight. It's going to be a cat is that, fight. Is that what you're, Absolutely, is that what you're yeah. setting up? A bunch Put of Cougars. It on tea, and then cats against cats in the Elite <laughs> Eight. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying, Jason. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to be at, at, at Pinkerton's, man. That's going to be great. So we play, th- or we play. Yes. NCAA's Thursday, Saturday. Yes. Okay, here. And yes. so the other ones are Friday, Sunday. Gotcha. That's how that works. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't know. I'm, I'm, I'd prefer that here, though. That's nice. Thursday, Saturday. I know we're, we're running. I'll save this one for tomorrow. Okay. J- just remind me. Stupid taglines that TV announcers are having to read <laughs> during the NCAA tournament. And I don't know that any of them actually got it right. And if they did, whoever wrote it has never broadcast anything. It might be one of the dumbest taglines for a promotional product that I've ever heard. Really? I haven't heard it. Well, I know you were in Mexico all weekend. Yeah. So it's one of those things. There are some of you out there that are going, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. (laughs) Very, very, very weird. Keep your eye on the weather tonight. Hopefully in San Antonio, we avoid all the mess. Yeah. But I don't know that we're out of the woods um, with with everything that's going on. So uh, stay dry. Stay safe. Buy a dining room table from Ryan Nagel. He really needs it <laughs> out of his garage so he can park. <laughs> we'll talk to you boys tomorrow at 4.